Anyway, welcome to the Retro Breakdown. Student loans are terrible. <laughs> but we're done talking about that. Yes. We, can, we will discuss that on our own time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's this part of me that's like, oh, I don't really know when, when, when Dean started recording or what's happening. I'm like, what, what are we talking about now? Let's, let's, let's just only talk. No, we can talk about normal life things, too but yeah. also video games. We totally can. We were talking about retail first, and then and then we started talking about our student loans, and you were like, are we recording? And I was like, well, not anymore, I'm not. <laughs> so, Stud- you know... Oh, student loans ahead. are terrible. Yes, yes. This is... Uh, I think this is just constant forever. I don't think there's anyone out there that's like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is a universal <laughs> thing. Without getting into the details of it, the whole thing is terrible. You know what's not terrible? what vampire survivors you, i was about to say you better say vampire survivors <laughs> i mean there's actually a lot i like getting eliminated from cusa grande is pretty terrible but that's terrible that's but, definitely terrible. you know but taking third in it is not bad i mean that's not terrible but it's all everything is contextual right yes. so it, on the one hand sure it's not terrible you made it third that's great but on the other hand you made it third <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you didn't get i to had do... a chance to make it to second and then first and didn't and that sucks well and there's something there, there's something exciting about just making it through the round because you've been doing that, right? So even yeah, if yeah. you didn't get first place, it's it's still, it's not even so much that you're getting second or first. It's also, hey, I I finished this. I, I was successful in this one instance of what it is. Yeah, even, yeah, even yeah. Not taking brackets into account. So yeah, no, like what it really boils down to at the, you know, at its core is, hey, I got to play a lot. Yeah, and you did really well. I mean, yeah, well, I got to play a lot because I like I got more games because I kept winning and I and I, you know, was able to I was able to make it really far. Mm-hmm. So and you like, got you got totally uh, you got you got totally um, blindsided by old the uh, Commodore 64 games, <laughs> old Commodore 64 games based on cartoons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a Thundercats game, a Transformers game. If you can call that a game, boy, that was boy, that was ambitious. Um, and then something called Mask or Mask Two or something like that, which appears to be some. I mean, they basically described it as like this was a toy line in need of a selling vehicle, so they made a cartoon and then a game. Sure, and it's basically just like. You can see it because it's like, well, here's this group of generic square jawed G.I. Joe heroes and their trucks. I mean, you got to have trucks. Yeah, they're they're vehicles, I should say. You got a you got a Jeep, which is, you know, amphibious and it does the whole transformer thing into a boat. And then you've got the you've got the like sports car where the gull wing doors become become like wings for its flight mode and then there's a there's the motorcycle with the helicopter chopper thing on it and it's like yeah okay these were toys i got it cool <laughs> that was a that was that was that was a a rough a rough selection of games for you for you uh, especially because you know yeah no i got blown out console games I, it's always been my fear that like I would get something really, 
really obscure and strange with a with a control scheme that I'm not really comfortable with. Yeah. And honestly, the first two games controlled just fine with well, they controlled with uh with a pad with my with my controller. So I was able to basically use, you know, the D-pad and the one button that the Commodore 64 was afforded. <laughs> And then and then the last one was like all keyboard controls, but it was also sort of like management. And then the the actual shooting was anyway, I lost and I lost really bad. Like it was I was basically out of it 20 minutes in. But as soon as I saw that I had three Commodore 64 games and I didn't entirely understand how to play any of them, I was like, oh, this doesn't bode well. Yep. So I felt really bad about it from the start, and I was right, and that's okay. I made it further than I expected again, albeit not quite as far as last year, but pretty close. Um, well, and, and the best news, I mean, the best news here is that the, <laughs> the next round of Kuso starts in like a month. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're talking actually in the Discord right now about ways to make it not stretch out as far. Yeah, God. It takes, this, it takes this one way has, too long. Well, the reason why it's mostly a competitor availability thing and they, they try to keep a very open, very free, like, that's okay. You can just schedule whenever you're ready. Yeah. So there's no, like when I was in mystery tournament, mystery tournament was like, okay, we have a match a week and you have to schedule your matches in this four day period or you forfeit. I, I think that's fine. And like, if you're going to sign up for it, you have to commit to that. And Cusa Grande is, is it's going through some growing pains because it's gotten really, it's gotten a lot bigger in the last two years. True, It's huge compared to, uh, it's kind of huge compared to what it, what it had been previously. Yeah. Up to like Cuso three, it was a, it was, I think they, I don't even know if they had a group stage in three. I think it was just a bracket. I don't know how many people were in it exactly, but like. It has grown up a lot and they've had to change the format a bit. And I think what they're probably going to do for next year is be slightly more demanding on scheduling requirements. Because yeah. part of the reason that this has taken over a year now to go through this tournament is because we've just had people who are just like unavailable for three, four weeks at a time. And the... uh the tournament would just grind to a halt to accommodate that. And on one hand, I like that they don't really put a lot of time pressure on people because it makes it easier for people to just, I mean, life has a lot of that already. Yeah. It, it, it makes it easier for people to sign up and not feel like they have to be under a ton of pressure. Cause it's like, can you commit one hour to this every three or four weeks? Yeah, that's probably okay. You can find the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, then it gets into like, well, yeah, I can, but I missed the first two weeks and now these next two weeks aren't good for me. So I'm going to need to do it after that. And then it's like, your opponent is like, well, I, I'm not good for that week. And then, you know, you have a match that just sort of lingers out there for five, six, seven weeks and everyone's kind of waiting on that to happen. So They've been, I understand, they've been really, really reasonable about it. And I appreciate that because that's the kind thing to do. Mm-hmm. But it is also the reason why it's a, you know, 
200 person tournament that's taken a year to finish (laughs) it's a long time (laughs) and i i know that they see that as a problem so I'm, i'm interested to see what types of limits they're going to put on it without like i don't think they'll make it like super super stringent but i do think they have to require a little bit more out of the participants to actually yeah i mean just just to keep it so it's streamlined yeah so so it, so it doesn't take a so it's uh, just moving along and and like making consistent progress mm-hmm. but anyway i was talking about vampire survivors yes please um please do so yeah i don't remember when it was i'd probably look at my steam page and i bet it would tell me it was like as when of what? this day i bought uh well i didn't buy you bought Mm. uh vampire survivors and we're like hey you should try this it's like a five dollar game or three dollar game or however much it was and it's super fun to just kind of five bucks and just mess around with it for a little while yeah it is the it is the perfect mess around with it for a little while experience or so it would be except i've yet to have a play session in it that lasted less than about three hours yeah that's just you know that's what happens you you start a game and you're like oh i think i'll just do one round oh crap it's, i have it's... such a i have such a hard time with this and this this explains the way that i i get into a lot of games where it's like oh yeah no this is this is fun because it's a game it's a game that's like turn-based or match-based or like run-based and i can just you know i could just do like one or two and be fine with that but it's sure, never yeah. fine but it feels like less of a commitment because each individual attempt at it is only 10, 15, 20 minutes or <laughs> yeah. 30 if you're good. Yeah, the, what's 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 cool about Vampire Survivors is that when you first start out the first few hours, you're just having fun sort of figuring out what works and getting to the end feels kind of difficult. And then as you get better, you you know, you get those upgrades that you can upgrade. And the mm-hmm. game gets easier to play in the early part. So then it's more about, oh, what combos do I really want to play for and things like yeah. that? Or like, what do I want to experience or try out? And and somehow I've played the game for like 40 hours. I don't have a clue. I don't know what I did in the game for 40 hours. I mean, I know exactly what I did, but I don't understand how that happened. <laughs> yeah. How did it how did it add up that far? Wait, how did I get to for me, hours? I was like rendering video. In yeah, the background, yeah. and it's like, well, I can, I get a video, I get a video started, and I get it rendering, but then I have to wait, you know, depending on the length of the video, 30, 45, 60 minutes, until it's done, and it's like, well, I guess I'll just play a couple rounds of Vampire Survivors until it's done, and then, you know, when it's done, I can pause it, start another, start another video rendering, get that going, pop back into the game. <laughs> Especially since it default doesn't even run full screen. Nope. It runs in a a satisfyingly large window that is still small enough for you to do things you to see what's going on behind it. Yeah. I actually really like it. The the dude that made it said it was supposed to just be kind of like a thing he was making for fun because it's what he liked. Uh, And then it blew up somehow. And he was he said that there was an interview with him where he said something along the lines of, you know, it's really cool that people are buying my game because they can play the same thing for free on um, itch.io or whatever. I was going to say, it definitely feels like a game that, like, it. this feels like something that I would have wasted 20 hours in in a browser. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's what he intended it to be. And then he put it on Steam and now it has 
70,000 overwhelmingly positive reviews. <laughs> it's really fun. Like, it's I was really fun. confused. I was really confused about what the actual, like... I got into the game and I I immediately identified what I was looking at as like, oh, it's Diablo. Sure. Sure. Like this looks like Diablo two mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of like perspective and what's actually happening <laughs> from someone who's never played Diablo two. <laughs> like from what I have seen of Diablo two, it's like, oh, OK, yeah, it's that perspective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it's you got moves and you're managing a horde of enemies. Specifically, I think of like the one thing that I've seen in, in Diablo two is like the cow level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where there's like cows walking at you and you got to mow them down. Yeah. So it's like the whole game basically feels like that. Yeah. Except it's even more, even more things coming at you. And then you're like, Oh, I don't actually press any buttons. I actually just move my character around. Yep. And everything's automatic. The buttons you move, the buttons you use. Uh, yeah, I was super confused about like what was <laughs> happening there, and and like I, I figured it out pretty quickly. Like, what? Yeah, ex- exactly. It doesn't take long, but there was a moment where you're like, uh, oh, oh, I the there are no buttons to this game. It is just a joystick. It is or, literally or, the only buttons you use are you know, select your upgrade. Yeah, yeah, that's true. True. So you need to be able to move a cursor and click. Um, or it works really well with a controller. I don't. I'm guessing you you had a controller plugged in. I did, yep. Because it's it's way more fun with. I was using the keyboard for probably fifteen hours, and I was like, "Oh, I have a controller. I should just use." It. I was like, "Oh, this is way better." Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel basically about every controller based well, experience. I know, I know for you it would be a, a no brainer, uh, but I wasn't sure because I'm usually I don't mind. Like I had, I was fine using the keyboard, but after using the controller, it felt really nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is it is just a big horde, like a big top-down horde mode thing, and your character auto-attacks, and the only thing that you do is, like, pick what attacks you're going to do, and what, like, Passives. secondary, yeah, what passive abilities you're going to have, and then you just level those up, and move, and hit things, and don't get hit. In and the whip pa- is terrible. <laughs> well, and everything has like an upgrade. Well, almost I think one or two of the weapons don't have an upgrade yet. But it's 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 fun because the upgrades are linked to your passives. So certain passives are what mm-hmm. dictate if you can upgrade your your main weapons and things. And right. I didn't. It took you know it's they're basically synergies in a, in a roguelike uh-huh. perspective. And yeah, I yeah. would hesitate to call this a roguelike, but it kind of is. I mean, it's a roguelike. It has roguelike elements. Yeah, in in the sense that you like you start with you start from essentially zero. And you, you know, you level up and you get a choice of new power ups that you can take and you put a run together. Uh huh. And, and you get, and you get a, uh, there's, there's like, uh, like a skill tree type thing where, you know, you get money for each run. You can use that to buy things, by the way. Yeah. Very rogue legacy style. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, and so once you get into that, just so you know, the game I don't know. It's programmed this way for whatever reason, but you know how you can reset your points at the top. So like you go into there and yes. you're picking what skills you want. Um, some things will cost more than other things. Like some upgrades just have a higher cost, but it's percentage based. So let's say you have 30,000 gold you've saved up. If you reset all of your skills, go buy the expensive skills first and then buy less expensive skills and you'll have okay. money left over. Sometimes it's, it's, 
I, 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 when they added one of the updates, like, oh, I don't have enough money to buy everything. I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. So I reset it. And it's like, oh, and now I have 3,000 gold, like, gold left over, even though I originally needed 10,000 more to buy that upgrade. Yeah, so nice. So it's a weird, pers- like, a percentage-based when you're purchasing it type deal. Right, right. Because if it goes up five, if the price of everything goes up 5% on every purchase or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's going to add up a lot faster on something that starts at 20,000 than something that starts at 200. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just keep that in mind as you, as you, uh, after a few hours, it doesn't really matter. But you know, if you, if you end up playing it for 10 or 15, then you end up having more gold than, uh, I mean, obviously. Yeah. But it's really I've been stuck fun. on the dairy farm oh, or the, the dairy yeah. factory. The dairy plant. That, so that was a new level that was added a few weeks ago. So that was oh, really? originally, yeah. That originally you just had the first three stages to mess around with. Wait, three? I thought that was the third one. Oh, well, there's like a bonus stage. Am I, am I misremembering? Isn't oh, a bonus yeah. Stage? No, you're right. There is like a bonus stage and a challenge stage, but they go to the bottom. So I like my brain considered them to be like four and five. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Cause it's, it's like a. So I haven't played in about two weeks because I was waiting for a few more updates just because I was. I, well, I played it for maybe it's been three weeks now. Uh, I thought because I thought it'd be more fun to wait for the achievements. I really like how they're doing yeah. the achievements because the achievement names tell you what you need to do to kind of upgrade your stuff or like find the new content. I thought that was a really clever way of doing achievements as opposed to them being, I mean, they're mostly useless, but it's kind of like a way to guide you through, Oh, okay. I do this, then this, and I'll unlock. Yeah. 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 That's what all the little challenges and stuff show you. Like if you go to that part of the, the main menu. Yeah. And I found a couple of, I found a couple of fun synergy things that are like, Oh, I can just stand here now. Oh, and this is completely busted. Dude. The, the, the most fun is, playing the game, finding those synergies, being like, how do you ever play without these? Like, is it, how do you even do it? And then you do another run where you don't get them on purpose. And it's like, oh man, that was really cool. It was way different. It it felt different, even though I'm just walking in circles. (laughs) Yeah. Well, see, that's where I'm at now is trying to, trying to do like, trying to do a run without the synergies that I'm used to and without the moves that I'm used to. Cause I'm like, this is different. Let's try this out. Mm -hmm. And just getting wrecked. Yeah. Well, and then that will, that will, change as you like upgrade your 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 base abilities or like the things that go through well the roguelite stuff where it's kind of yeah 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 the light part of the rogue (laughs) also because i'm me i've poured all of my early money into like get more gold heck yeah dude that's the way to do it and get more experience and like none of the things that are like maybe do more damage now no that can wait that waits that waits because if you're gonna if so if you're thinking about being efficient that's the only way to do it you got to get yeah. the gold first and the experience <laughs> you're you max out your returns when you when you go for the stuff that gives you more stuff earlier you enjoy yep. those benefits for longer yep 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 i'm glad so that you got a chance the to result play the the result is now that i am you know i have picked up like 15 upgrades but none of them actually make me any stronger yeah they just make you get more upgrades faster yes (laughs) but i have to actually survive long enough to do that and the dairy plant is really hard yeah so i ended up playing the library a bunch because i really like the inlaid library a lot Mm. i like the music like the setting the the enemy types are kind of cool and the hyper mode is really fun i love i love playing on hyper mode i haven't tried those yet it's it's the same thing it's just everything's faster you're faster they're faster it just feels good okay I might try that. I might try that if only just to get some more gold. Yep, that's what I was because doing. Because I, I know I can handle those. 
Exactly. That's that's why I played those a bunch. Well, and by the time the dairy plant had come out for me, I had already accumulated enough gold to buy every upgrade. So it wasn't oh yeah, as, that'll help. It, yeah, it helped a lot. Um, so it was. I can't relate to the experience of not having anything and then trying to do it. Yeah, it definitely feels harder. But I am also in a position where I am tr- I am like in this new difficult area with no with no like long term passive upgrades and trying out new builds. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it's all kind of like if I just went for the stuff that I knew worked because they worked on the last two, I'd probably be fine, but I'm not. So <laughs> I but love- I'm too stubborn to go back and grind. I'm too stubborn to go back and grind gold on one of the earlier stages. So, yeah, I don't I think if I was. <laughs> if I was playing it now, I'd probably be in a similar boat because it's just fun to because I beat my head against the wall. What was against like what was the hard thing then, which was like the green what I can't remember what it's called. What was ever at the time it was the third stage, but it's probably the one at the bottom um, now. And that was hard to do, but I was like, I don't care. I'm beating this, even though I should just be replaying the library for money. Yeah. And then once I w- once I had done everything, then I was like, okay, now I'm just going to play the library for fun. Cause I want to try out different combinations of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't re I hadn't thought about the fact that the game is basically in early access and yeah. still getting, and still getting updates, but like, yeah. it's like, cause it's so simple and stripped down that it's like, if this was the whole game for $5, it would be enough. Yeah, and actually, I'm wrong. It's it, I think it might have been three dollars. I I was I gonna right say I thought three dollars was was more like it. <laughs> yeah, because I think I sent it to you and said don't return it. It's three dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or don't. I don't know if it was because it was on sale though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I just know that I would have had to pay dollars. Okay, it is it is the easiest three dollar purchase you you can make if you enjoy this type of game at all. Yeah, it's just like I'm I'm going to probably try to get Jesse to play it at one point because it's so simple. You can just sit down with it and have fun. Yeah. And it doesn't it, matter. You don't really feel is. bad if you fail. Like you it's there is no fail state really cuz even if you get to 30 minutes and you finish the stage you still die. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there is no you can kind you can technically bug it out and and kill death, but I, I imagine don't. that at a certain point there will be uh, some kind at, of at a certain point when the game happen. is quote unquote finished. That will uh, death will be your like final boss or something. I think or so, le- or maybe beat, an extra boss. Because if you can beat death, you get you get him as a character. So he's definitely intended to be beatable at some mm. point. Or you're supposed to use cheats to do it. Yeah, uh, sure. Right now, the longest I survived was like five minutes after. Um after 30 or like 35 minutes by freezing them with the the clock lancet and some other stuff Um, oh yeah 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 but i haven't played around with any of the new characters and i there was one character that i had an idea that might work to get further but i don't know death has like his his life goes up with time i think Mm -hmm. so like he he it's it's really difficult to kill him and every minute a new death spawns (laughs) i've only seen him like i've only seen him like twice because i've only cleared the first and second stages right but every time he one time, he literally just showed up on top of me. Oh, yeah, and I just kills died you instantly. instantly. You have to. You, the only way to deal with him is cheesing him. Basically, there you know how there's that one. It's it goes into a weapon slot, but it's like the the. Is it like Laurel? Laurel? The Laurel? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. temporary shield. 
Yeah, so you have to abuse that plus the clock lancet, which freezes, and then use things that like increase the duration and lower the cooldown mm, of stuff. Yeah, so okay. that way you get more laurel charges, more invincibility charges, plus he's frozen longer and all that kind of stuff. Right, um, yeah, makes sense. But it's, you have to, I don't know. It's You have to the, really like literally spec for that specifically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I, I, I might do once it's, I would say once it's, intended like once it's actually reasonable to do because right now it's really impossible i think it's actually impossible to kill him legitimately without doing something uh yeah 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 and i feel it feels like the type of thing where like they may eventually build the game towards like yeah okay this is now a defeatable boss yes i agree but it's probably just not there yet so it's kind of like the thing where um like when hades was in early access Every time you would get to the end of the playable area, you would just like it would just be like, oh, you died in an unfortunate accident. <laughs> yeah, you, you tripped down the steps. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny because the narrator literally was like they would come up with like the dumbest, most mundane ways to die after beating like the bone hydra and, and like Theseus and the Minotaur and these <laughs> having these like huge epic battles. And then it's like. Yeah, but then let's just, I don't know, he stepped on a garden rake and it hit him in the face. Right, yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, and then Zagreus fell into a pit of snakes. The end. Because they just like, they had to have some threadbare excuse to send you back to the beginning because it wasn't ready yet. So they just right. completely, they just completely took the piss and it was like, I don't care. You died somehow. Go back. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty perfect. So, yeah, it feels like that where it's like, yeah, so then you just die because you have to. But eventually we will build this out where there is something for you to do when this happens. Yeah, my my maybe misinformed understanding is that the, the gentleman that put it together had an idea of what it was going to be. But since it blew up to such extreme popularity, like he was like, hey, I quit my job and everything um, where he now has new ideas planned for it. Like it's a little bit bigger in scope than his original thought because well, now he can. Um, I love that is those, that is like, you know, those undertale moments. I, I love that so much where somebody gets to create something and then their life changes completely because of it. And it's, it's all thanks to stuff like steam and the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, Twitch, right? I bet you it's popularity is because random. I, I started playing it cause a Dota guy, in between while he was waiting for his dota games to queue up he he played that and then i was like well what's this that's kind of cool and that was you know early yeah, january yeah. and then because of that i bought it i was like yeah this is cool then i played it and was like oh hey i'm buying it for you i actually bought it for you and like two other people <laughs> i mean <laughs> because, at three dollars right exactly so i think that's partially why it's blown up so much is that the price is it's a perfect price it, like it is could... it is a lot of game to enjoy for very very little cost Right, like if if you're talking about just me purchasing it, I would have been happy to pay probably ten, uh, yeah. would, like ten dollars yeah, would have been fair. a fine price. I mean, but you if, technically, you basically did spend spend ten dollars on it. Exactly, you just so got that's four why, copies of the game, and I think that's why the reviews got so high. Is that a, I bet you a bunch of people randomly just bought this for their friends because it's at that price point where it doesn't. It's it's you don't even really think about three dollars, right? Like it's like yeah, three bucks. That's cool for an experience. Maybe someone will get kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that helps spread it around and yeah 
Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, isn't there like a way to check current users in a game? I'd be curious to know how many people are playing it. There definitely is, but Steam is like not opening for me and I'm probably going to have to like task manager it to find <laughs> out what's going on. But I'm afraid ah, if I do that, it'll interrupt the recording. So it's going to just like, yeah, you're, like your you're, uh, your hardware will have a hiccup as it tries to think about what it's doing. Yeah. So I'm just going to I'm just going to not do that right now. But what, yeah, where I, is I, it? Is it in like the is it in? Steam oh, itself? I have no idea how to actually find it. I just assume it exists. Oh, <laughs> OK, because I'm, I'm, I know I've seen people reference it. Maybe it's like a website, though, like current steam statistics users yeah it's probably something it's probably something off-site like that i know though i know it's possible to get user statistics because that happens all the time it is in the top 100 games currently being played on steam wow that's actually really impressive yeah there are how does this work current players there right at the moment there are thirteen thousand people and today there's been twenty thousand so far Wow. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. But I mean, it's a fun game. Like the. It like there's no like rooms or anything. It just drops you on a map and sends you hordes of things and you beat up the hordes of things and then collect their gems, which are experience points. And then you level up and get more powers Mm -hmm. and then level up those powers. And then and then some of those powers synergize to make really powerful busted stuff. And, and it's all, all it's all blatantly Castlevania themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People originally were like, he th- th- he stole the sprites, and it it turns out you know he didn't steal the sprites. He bought them many years ago, but from some you know independent artist that was making sprites because he thought they were fun and wanted to do this. Right. Uh, but they are very clearly Castlevania everything. Like the, I, the last of names of half the playable characters is Belgrade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, come on. Oh, no, it's on It's on the nose for sure. I only have two of the characters unlocked. I mean, like, the, 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 the... I... I only... Un- I unlocked the second one on accident. <laughs> the first character sucks. Yeah, he really does. I keep trying to use him, and it's just like, man, that whip is terrible. The Alucard, the two Alucard people, I don't remember what their names are. One starts with, like, the lightning ring. The other one starts with, um, crap, I don't remember. There is a lot of stuff in that game that is just, like, hit something random. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And it doesn't seem like it would be useful, but you get so swarmed by things later in the game that, like, the thing with all of the stuff that's, like, this shoots in a random direction or lands in a random spot. And it's, like, that works because eventually the entire screen is filled with crap. So it's going to hit something and it's really strong. So it's fine. The lightning one is really fun. If you get cooldown reduction and area of effect, because then it hits so much. And then they added the upgrade a while back and then it hits again. It's it. The lightning is, I love the lightning. The duplicator ring is completely broken. I love the I love duping stuff. That's that. And the, I'm so excited for them to, um, make an upgrade to the rune tracer. That's one of my favorite weapons and it's already pretty strong and it's doesn't have an upgrade. So I wonder what they'll do with it. This is one of those things where like this kind of goes into what we were talking about uh, last week with like, should single player games be balanced? Oh yeah. I look yeah. at something like the, the duplicator ring in, uh, 
in Vampire Survivors, and I'm like, this completely breaks the balance of the game, and it's so much better for it. <laughs> Everything, I mean, what's funny is that as you play the game more, you're going to think that repeatedly about a lot of stuff that you hadn't thought about it before. Where you're yeah, like, oh, I, wow, this is broken, actually, because, oh, area of effect affects it this way. Oh, wow, that's huge. Or, uh, yep, cool, yep, I mean, cooldown yep. reductions. Like, CDR is, is one of those things that's kind of broken, too, because the games bounce around. Here's the CDR. Oh, what if you had 50% more cooldown reduction? Oh, my God. <laughs> now it's yep. now the things are spawning so much faster or whatever, yes. right? Like, I, I had a fun... Oh, you have The magic wand yes, synergizes dude, with the empty tome. Yeah. And basically, like, if you get that fully upgraded and you get the synergy for it, it feels it's just, so good. It's just a machine gun. <laughs> it's just a it's just a machine gun with no reload. So light spoilers about future characters There's a character that is does the duplicator ring every 20 levels. So he gives you three more projectiles. Oh, dear God. And you can get the the one from the passive like the the in your like little skill tree. And you can get the duplicator ring. So you can have five extra projectiles of stuff. It's so much fun. Your whole screen is just covered in nonsense. I love it so much. Like one of my successful runs was like I had the I had the death scythes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that's the that's upgraded the, lightning uh, ring. Yep, yep. The uh the upgraded the upgraded magic wand. And the upgraded fire rod. Oh yeah, that feels good, doesn't it? And I was just standing there with like the death sites just going out in every direction, just <laughs> yeah. mowing everything down. Yeah. And anything that didn't get killed by that would just get like machine gunned to death. And then, you know, or the, every every second or two, the a huge Dracula fireballs. Yeah, a bunch of big <laughs> dragon fireballs would just go out and carve a path in one direction. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to do anything anymore. The, the hellfire the hellfire sword whatever it is it looks exactly like the fireballs that dracula shoots out in um you know like symphony of the night and uh uh is it rondo of blood like the the big red glowy fireballs that he, oh like, yeah yeah like i think so once yeah um that that i that was my first favorite weapon because like that looks cool it's so strong yeah <laughs> i'm still like I'm try. I hate the whip. Oh, the whip. So I did a run that was like the whip and a bunch of the weapons. And it's some are the whip sucks. The dagger kind of sucks. Um, I had a good run with the dagger because there is a again, you you mess with like duplicating and cooldown reduction. And then it just becomes like a wall of knives. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's, that's it's pretty cool, like especially since it has pretty good knockback. The knives are way better than the whip, don't get me wrong. The whip is I think the whip might be the worst of the weapons. I re I keep trying to make it work because I want it to be good. Yeah, and but I just have not character. had a good <laughs> run with it. <laughs> the what's uh shoot, I, I oh oh the ones that I didn't get at first at all were the birds. I was like, man, these birds suck. Have you have you tried them at all? Yes. Yeah. So individually they're whatever, but if you get both of them and and then they that they become the upgrade for the other one. So then once you have them both maxed, they merge into a freaking rainbow bird. Oh and man. Then, 
And then you get an extra weapon slot too. So by far, that's, it, I mean, I haven't played the update. So again, I don't know what there is. Now. It looks like there's like gun up weapons now and stuff. So who knows? Um, I haven't even unlocked everything that's in the game. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did get a bone weapon the other day, which is interesting. Oh, you actually got that. Okay. So the bone weapon is, well, it was when I was playing it before. It was really, really rare. Um, I've only it, seen it once. Yeah. That and I didn't, sense. and I didn't get an opportunity to upgrade it at all. To put it into perspective, I've never seen it outside of the character that starts with the bone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's how rare it's supposed to be at the moment. Maybe, but maybe that's been adjusted because people were kind of saying, hey, this is kind of silly. Like it's a one in a thousand chance or whatever. It yeah, was. yeah. Um, and the bone is really fun because then it bounces. It just like bounces around. So that's one of the ones that's silly when you get a lot of extra projectiles because then there's just tons of bones just <laughs> spraying about bouncing between things. <laughs> it looks kind of weird so i had to like i had to like every time i would come out i thought it was an enemy projectile so i would try to dodge it <laughs> yeah i can't imagine because you know that you've only played the game for a handful of hours so everything's still sort of new and strange and when i saw yeah. the bone it was way later so it was really obvious but yeah that's that makes a lot of sense actually like, it, uh, like I, there's a screen full of skeletons and a bone is flying at me. Get out of the way of that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's so funny because, well, I won't say anything, but it makes sense when, when you see the character. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I assume so. Um, but the... yeah, I only like I have I have Antonio, who is your <laughs> your starting character. He's your, your he's your Simon. Yep. Yep. Um. And then I have, uh, and then I have the the second girl who starts with the the magic wand, and I haven't unlocked anyone else yet. Yeah, it's 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 definitely. And worth all of my out. winning runs have been with her and not with him. <laughs> it's definitely worth trying out the, um, the other characters because they're only a couple hundred gold, so it's like yeah, a few minutes of playing. Have you gotten the Have you gotten the super lucky chest yet? Yes. Oh God, the the sound for that feels feels extremely satisfying it is slot machine levels of like <laughs> dopamine hit from the flashing lights yeah, because because the normal chest sound is nice and then you get the triple chest and you're like oh that feels good then you get the five yeah. times chest and you're like oh what did i just ha unlock <laughs> everything god i love have that. you had like have you had those weird late game moments where you get like 15 or 20 levels all at the same time yes yeah where you get like three of those chests in a row oh, oh no no you mean where you uh so i think what happens is as you're killing stuff on the map i believe what it is is that the experience at some point gets accumulated into like a single crystal or something like that and mm. then you if you happen to pick that crystal up you end up getting an enormous amount of experience. I don't that know. That makes a lot of sense for a number of reasons. Cause it, it was like, Oh, I picked up a red crystal. It's like, I get it. Red crystals are a lot, but it's yeah. like, then it's just like level up, level up. I, I literally got like, I literally maxed all of my moves out from picking one of yeah. them up. No, I've, I've had that before too, where you, where you pick one up and you actually get, you're not, it's not an exaggeration where you go from, you know, level 40 to 50 or five or something like that. In yeah. one instance, you're like, uh, this is, ex this is fun. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, pressing, I don't know why this, this worked this. out this way, but I am, I'm okay with it. But like, yeah. did I break something? What happened? <laughs> no. And I, did, have you gotten the, you know, some of like the map items, like the items that just kind of drop from the, the candelabras and stuff? Yes. Um, do you did you get the the vacuum one yes 
I, I like the vacuum one a lot. That very, one feels good. That one feels good. It's really cool, too. So I didn't think of this until later, but what I would do some runs, if I don't get the attract orb passive, I would find one of those um, orb picker-upper thingies, the vacuum item, leave it there, wait till, like, 28 minutes or 29 minutes, then pick that up, and just get all of the experience on the map that I hadn't been able to get yet because I didn't have the attract orb and get a whole bunch of levels at the end just for the fun of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have, it's just like the best mindless game to play. It's at least, it's at least it's, it's been really satisfying to just throw it on. You know, you're watching, I watch somebody play Dota and it's like, oh, this is, this is perfect. I'm playing yeah. a little bit of this, watching someone do this. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to share it with Lachise when she, when uh, she gets back. Yeah. Jesse doesn't exactly have time for things <laughs> right now, but fair, like fair. But when I, when I'm this. able to, when I'm able to, you know, grab her for an hour or two. I want to, I want to sit her down and, and have her play it a little bit. Good luck getting her not to play dark souls. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing too, is like when she does have that time, like we know what we're doing with that time. It's dark souls time. <laughs> it's dark souls time. <laughs> well, and I know she wants to play rune factory five, which yep. was released in America about a week and a half ago or so. Something like that. Yeah. Two weeks ago. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of video games. Yeah, there's a lot I, of video games. Did you end up? Do you think you'll end up buying Kirby at some point? I don't think it's far enough down the priority list right now where it's probably going to end up in one. In it's probably going to end up in that like, hey, I bet that game's really fun department. Well, what I was going to say is, is you don't necessarily have to because I can always bring it with when I come to visit at some point because I'm going to definitely buy it. So, you know, the Chiefs and I can play it, but then when we come to visit, you can just play because the game's probably short. I'm going to guess it's like six hours or something like Kirby games are not long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, you can get it. You can get a taste of the, the game then if you want to or play through because we ended up playing through the other Kirby's game last time we came. Yeah, we played through all of Star Allies. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, overnight, so basically. It was like we, we played it in the evening and then woke up and finished the rest of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, with the weird, I I just I don't know anything about the bosses in in Kirby's the the what's it called, Forbidden uh Forgotten Land Forgotten Land yeah I don't know anything about what the story or what happens and I I'm very excited to see if it goes over the top and I've managed to not see anything about it so that's that's that will be a fun moment because that's one of the best parts of Kirby is like oh is it gonna just be a normal ending or are we gonna fight God? <laughs> yeah, no, we we you know, like I don't know anything about the game either, but like you can't finish a Kirby <laughs> game without without killing God. You can't do it. It has to Kirby, be it has to Kirby. be a black eyeball void God. He will not allow it. Or it. Kirby will not allow it. I was Kirby's doing Kirby. I was doing a video game music quiz the other day for Mystery Fun Fest, which is also over. Um, it ended mm -hmm. on, ironically, it and Cusa Grande ended for me on the same day. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a sign to relax. <laughs> it's trying to, it's trying to make me. <laughs> but one of the last things, actually the last thing I participated in, in Mystery Fun Fest was a hundred round uh, video game music quiz, which occurs on, it's literally just a website that just runs it automatically 24 seven. That's and it's cool. just like it's just like vgmquiz.com or something like that. Let me double check that because vgm-quiz.com. 
It's just a website, and you just go into a room. Are you a video game master? I don't know, Nestor. <laughs> Help me out. You just go into a room, and it will just, like, on a timer. Oh, I gotta sign in, though. Yeah, you have to, like, make a, make a, a little account. All right, well, I'm not going to do it, but I would enjoy watching somebody do it. <laughs> yeah, you just, you go in there and you just like you're in this little chat room and you just like it'll play a 20 to 30 second snippet from a, a video game music and then you type in what game it's from. That's cool. And and you that's just that's the game. You just do that. And it's actually really fun. Um. So I, the reason I bring this up is because like during the quiz, like two songs from Kirby triple deluxe came up really. And it was hilarious because everybody knew it was Kirby music, but nobody (laughs) Nobody knew knew which game. game. (laughs) (laughs) So people would share their, uh, their failed guesses after the, uh, there's a function where if you do like slash fail, it'll, it'll put in all of the failed guesses that you put in while the song was going and people would have like eight where it's like Kirby's dreamland three Kirby 64 Kirby Kirby superstar Kirby adventure Kirby Kirby star allies Kirby uh, Kirby planet Robobot nobody expects Kirby triple deluxe (laughs) nobody expects the Kirby triple deluxe but one of them was one of the songs from Kirby triple deluxe was literally called like hyper dimension inhale and I was like yep that's Kirby I mean, there is nothing else that that could possibly be. It was it like, it, I don't, that's not exactly what it was called, but it was something that in, it doesn't, it's matter. something that implied that Kirby was eating a galaxy. Right. Yeah, of course. I mean, like what else would Kirby be doing be, besides destroying all life and not even just life, just like actually light all creation doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> so like if you are, if you are for a second, thinking that this game does not end with something on that level of like unnecessary uh, unnecessarily epic you are fooling yourself it would be it would be really sad if it didn't truly at this point they've kind of like boxed themselves into a corner do you know what i mean yeah it's kind of like yeah they have it's it's kind of like the it's the dragon ball z problem where like you have to keep trying to you have to keep going bigger but every like you're already at the point where it's like, okay, just, you know, place your hand on the planet and the planet explodes. <laughs> it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to imply like bigger power than that. Like, how do you get, how do you go bigger than that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so what, what, what like, ne- what do you even do next? Yeah, exactly. So Kirby's in that position where it's like, yeah, he's already, he's like, he's killing gods and inhaling entire galaxies. Like, how do you scale that up? (laughs) Like, there's, there's, at a certain point, there's nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe that's the, maybe that's the excuse they need, where it's like, the actual final boss is just like, a really tough waddle dee. (laughs) But see, then it's, if you go to, if you go the extreme opposite, then that also is fine. Yeah, see that I that's that's what I'm saying. It's the only way you can do it. Yeah, you're it's right. Like you're introduce right. like a rival character yeah. and make this Waddle Dee really, really cool. <laughs> or like painfully cute and it just you feel bad the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just won't die. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that would that would work for me. Yeah, I would be okay with that. I, I, to be honest, after playing the demo and driving around as a car, I just, I, I don't know what to say. That might, that might be enough absurdity for the rest of it not to matter to me anymore. I mean, <laughs> it's, it won't matter anyway because it's a Kirby game and a Kirby game is going to be fun. And that's all that matters. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to deny the, the enjoyable time you spend with any, almost every single Kirby game. Find the bad one. Find the bad Kirby game. I don't want to. Like, I don't think they're like. I like some people didn't like Canvas Curse because it's basically like a. Oh, yeah. I like drawing puzzle game. And I thought it was more so than a Kirby game. But like, it's actually fun. It's not bad. I didn't play Squeak Squad, but I'm sure it's good. Mm. Did you ever play Mass Attack? Because that was cool. Mm -mm. I've actually played very, very few Kirby games because so many of them actually came out on uh, handhelds and I didn't play a whole lot of like action based Mm, games on handhelds. So I ended up skipping a lot of those Kirby games. Mass Attack is a unique experience. I did not finish it, actually. You know, that'd be a fun podcast game someday if we're ever in the mood to play. It's kind of hard to unless Nintendo makes it easy. It's it's hard to emulate the uh, DS. It was DS. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to emulate the DS games. And have it play right. I know because didn't you try doing? Uh, I did a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, and that's right. Yeah, it wasn't super super necessary to use touchscreen controls, except in a couple of instances. But like, it's still it's not so much the touchscreen that's a problem because you can just kind of solve that with the mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is really like having two screens split on one screen, and the way they like fit together is yes weird. That 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 was what I was thinking is the the uh, the biggest issue is how it f- looks and feels in terms of the dual screen thing or how you interact. I guess you can interact with the mouse. so That wouldn't be too bad, but it just yeah. it probably just feels a little awkward. It does. It does. It, it, it would really depend on how a lot of that works. Mm-hmm. There's also yeah. certain things that like just make more sense to do on a touch screen than with a mouse. Yes. Like anything that anything that requires a lot of like rapid rubbing or spinning or like yeah. movement Actually, of that sort. As you were saying it, I was moving my mouse and I was like, yeah, that just feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just like really rapidly like jitter it back and forth like, and even tapping because then you're clicking, which is not as it's not as much. It's a different sort of sensation, right? Like yep. the motor, the motor functions involved with tapping and clicking are wildly different. Yeah, I mean, maybe not wildly, but they're they're different enough. Where I it's... mean, one basic for one, the muscle input basically ends at your wrist and yeah. the other one, it ends at your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, you know, when you talk about when people talk about game preservation, the, the DS and the 3DS really screwed up in terms of a future, <laughs> like, you know, 20 years from now, if somebody wants to be able to have a digital version of these games. Yeah. Um, it's they, they, they made it real hard. People are going to have to emulate whole software or hardware to to properly do that, which I think there are some that exist in ter- like. A, yeah. Or that, that have been talked about or at least like um, prototypes of that have been made that, you know, you can buy like the uh, the analog pocket, but with two screens like that sort of idea. Right, right. Yeah. The I mean, knowing Nintendo, that's probably by design. <laughs> yeah, they went into the meeting saying, all right, we want to make a new Game Boy. What do we do? Okay, we first of all we want to screw over anyone trying to make digital copies of the game. Right. That's <laughs> two the, screens, that's priority done. 1. <laughs> that was that was how they came up with the two screen 
<laughs> mechanic. And that's why they that's why they came up with the Wii. All of it is purely because they're like, no, this is not happening. <laughs> we, we, you have to use our hardware to play these games. Yeah, it's not impossible to preserve them, but it, you're right. It definitely does play and feel different now well, that that uh, now that the hardware for it is not readily available. It's it's not so much that it doesn't exist because you know you just talked about how you emulated it. It's more of sure. the the experience of it is going. Yes, to be the feel different. of it is different. Yeah. Even if even if you have a perfect emulator and a perfect ROM and it all and it all works well for preservation, it still isn't going to feel the same playing it in that context. Yes. As yeah. as its original context. Yeah, it's, it's it's not as it's sort of um. So like when we play games for the podcast and we we're playing you know, something, I don't know, maybe like Double Dragon. You can you can experience <laughs> Double Dragon and and you can put yourself in, the, you know, your shoe or somebody's shoes of the time and be like, yeah, this is what it is. But if in 10 or 15, 20 years from now, if you were to go back and play a 3DS game without the hardware, you're going to have to do a whole lot of imagination, like figurative, yeah. you know, where, where it's like, oh, maybe this would be better if you're holding the system or if you have this, it's, it's not, yeah, it's yeah, going to be yeah. a lot harder to really. Do I have to play this on the steam deck? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Does I steam heard... deck even have a touchscreen. I don't even know. I think, I think it has everything. I think, I think there are, I think it has all types of imaginable inputs on the, on the steam deck. Cause it has all those, like, like those, the little haptic feedback kind of things, I think where it's like touch pads and, yeah, yeah, extra yeah. buttons. I, I want to know how much it weighs because I haven't actually looked into it, but I feel like it's got to be heavy. It looks heavy because <laughs> the thing looks. It heavy, looks really right? bulky. It looks like it's it's a beefy boy. It is the it is the original Xbox controller of handhelds. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh man, man, I guess uh, Xbox had like special edition versions of those. What do they call them? Like. I feel like it's called brute or something like it's mm. like they have a name for the, the controller. Yeah. And that they sounds release them. Um, Oh, and, the yeah. Duke, the Duke. That's what it is. Okay. Kind of the same feeling, but brute would be stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's Duke. much dumber than Duke. <laughs> Duke is way better. Duke is way better for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess they had some that had special little. The icon in the middle was like a mini screen, that that displayed. Oh, like a the, VMU. Yeah, but I think it just displayed the boot up of the original Xbox. And and I do remember seeing it, and somebody in the comments section was like, "Well, this would be so cool. Could you imagine if a company made it like a screen in the controller that you could do stuff with?" And I was like, "Is this person?" serious or maybe they're yeah, just are, young yeah <laughs> maybe they're just 16 and didn't know it it already happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was a whole thing it happened and it just wasn't good but maybe it wasn't not good maybe it was just sega sized i actually just watched a video the other day about like some of the really obscure stuff that you could do with the vmu yeah um it's kind of interesting. It's one of those things where it's like, man, if any of these things had actually been like broadly adapted, it could have been really cool. The VMU is honest to God, an awesome idea, or it was an awesome idea. It just, it was either a mix of being too ahead of his time, a mix of Sega and whatever that entails, and a mix of the Dreamcast as a whole. 
Right. Like, yeah, I think the actual idea behind it was sweet, especially, uh, I mean, like how cool would it be if Pokemon had that attachment? Then you, I mean, they actually did with the Pokemon. They had the Pokemon, God, was it like the Pokemon Walker or something? Where it was an essentially a Pokemon specific VMU that Nintendo had for one of their things, I want to say. Or what you could you could put the Pokemon in something and then it got experience or whatever. I don't remember. Um, yeah, yeah. But the if, if something like that existed in a game, like a VMU, where you could sort of take your whatever you're playing and then do some sort of mini game to make your character better or your your get more stuff or i don't know explore or uh even even it was even fun in like code veronica as just a way to track your health um like you know the the ekg heartbeat thing and it would that would change depending on how much damage you've taken and stuff Mm -hmm. i thought that was cool yeah honestly like little stuff like that is is totally fine there was there were really ambitious things where there's like entire mini games that could be played like alone like on the vmu as a standalone Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then you like reconnect it to the dreamcast and you get like you get get all those bonuses uh, and stuff yeah you get like bonus points or xp or items or something like that like it was cool it's a cool idea. It's very like to think that that stuff came out in 1999. <laughs> yeah. And here we are like almost 25 years later. And it's like, we still like, even now the stuff that is doing what the VMU did back then is basically doing it the same way. And it's not really gone anywhere. Cause it hasn't been like broadly adopted. Uh huh. But like the the idea of like here have a small screen that can just kind of like link up with your bigger screen later or give you bonuses, mm-hmm. it's the same concept. It hasn't yeah. really gone anywhere. Just like we're not really doing anything with it. So like the the technology has not really advanced for that. It's it's as it would be as much ahead of its time now as it was then. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know if now it would just be an app. Yeah, probably on, on your phone like that yeah, would be more realistic. Realistically, there is no reason for like anyone nobody... to give you more screens. No, and, well, we and have, have way to too many screens. Like, I guess it could be a charging thing. You know, it'd be some kind of um, just like how everything else is charged now. Yeah, and, yeah. So you wouldn't have to because the VMU didn't need. Not only did it need two batteries, it but it needed batteries. like two of the it it's needed like the two of those like batteries. Yeah, the watch batteries. Yeah. The, the button ones. Well, the, the, the ones that are very expensive. <laughs> They're very expensive, and you burn through them real fast. Uh, you know, I I never had to... I, don't, I guess I really didn't use my VMU almost ever outside of a saving device and whatever was automatically on the screen, because I never had an issue with the battery dying, thankfully. Well, if you... Um, I think that generally the battery burns out if you are using it outside, outside of the controller. Of the controller. Yeah, that makes Otherwise, sense. it just runs off the controller power. Oh, duh. Yeah, okay. That seems logical. Yeah, because I never had to replace the batteries, but I never did anything with the VMU outside of save. But the... Um, the oh, the Dreamcast I, controller was a mess. I, I've talked about them before, but uh, uh, Stop Skeletons from Fighting. Yeah, where they, the, yeah, they talk uh, about all the cool stuff that, that we that nobody really knows about, right? Yeah, the the thing that he did, the video... I watched the video he did on, on stuff you can do with the VMU. And he was like, yeah, so... The VMU really eats batteries if you're just playing stuff on the VMU. I have gone through 10 of them over the course of recording this video. Holy. Oh, my. Dude, 
what is wrong with the the, the Game Gear, the VFU? They're, do they have stock in batter in like Duracell, and Energizer? They're like, no, how? Let's just make some money, baby. And you know what it is? It's just like throughout the history of technology, battery technology has never kept pace with like the technology of the day. I'll be I'll be fully real here. The phone that I have is a free phone that was sent to me because I had Sprint, and then they were switching over because T-Mobile bought them or whatever, and my old phone wasn't going to be compatible with the new network, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. And so they sent me whatever the free phone is. And you know what I love about it? The battery life is massive. Like, that's I can, nice. I don't, I don't have to charge it for two days or something, and that's fantastic. I hate I, – I cannot stand – my like a phone dying all the time where it's got like a 12 hour charge or if you use it to do stuff on it's like oh it was at 90 percent now it's at 40 percent because you yeah watched i don't know you played games on it for two hours or something yeah my it's... phone my phone is kind of like that now the one that i had before before i switched networks and had to get a new phone yeah was a uh well it, like it was specifically like the extended power version and it was like what you're describing where it's like i used it all day and it's at 61 percent <laughs> That's rad. Yeah, it was great. And I, I miss it. But I, this one's not bad, but it does burn through its battery in, you know, half a day if you're using it consistently. <laughs> but it's like it's it's everything like phone is, batteries haven't really haven't really kept up like they're starting to get they're starting to hit a good point now. But then uh, they load other like, stuff into the phone. So then the, the, the new battery technology kind of gets eaten up by whatever, you know, right, you need right. 8K phone screen. You know, controllers had battery issues for the longest time. I mean, hell, like the biggest bottleneck yeah. in electric cars is battery con- is battery production. It's true. Yeah. Like the whole the whole idea of like how long how far can you go on a charge? Mm-hmm. You know, that's been like that's been difficult because for for electric cars because it takes longer to charge a battery at a at a charging station than it takes to you know put gas in your tank mm-hmm. yeah so like you don't want to stop and have to sit somewhere for 15 minutes while your char while your car is charging yeah you want to be, be able bummer. to just yeah you want to just stop and especially if, like if it's not a big deal wait. it's not a big deal if you are you know if you're just kind of going about town but no, like no. well especially if you could just charge it at home right then who cares right you can charge it at home or you can charge it while you're at the store but if you're on like a long road trip yeah like yeah. you don't want to be you don't want to be stopped over on a road trip for like 20 30 minutes waiting when you're just you're just like stopping to use the bathroom and grab some drinks and keep going. Yeah, exactly. So like that kind of sucks, but like most electric cars get like 2 to 300 miles per charge. Which like Jesse and I think of that in terms of like what is the longest trip we make regularly? It's the trip down to her parents' house. That's like 500 miles so we'd have to stop and charge at least once on the way there mm-hmm. it's actually not it's actually not that far it's like more like 350 400 but we'd still have to charge on the way there mm-hmm. yeah so it's you know it's one of those things where like batteries have never been as good as the thing that they're powering like ever since batteries were invented they've always had crappy life cycles <laughs> yeah that's true it's 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 and I think it's just because it's like you said, every time we hit a breakthrough in battery technology, they ramp up technology to take advantage of it. And it's like, cool, now we can drain it faster. Yeah. And then we end up at the same point. 
<laughs> now we can be exactly where we were before with other quality of life uh at like at additions yeah <laughs> which you know is still progress but it still doesn't feel like it but i can't say that no progress has been made on phones because like my you know we're not too far removed from like the iphone used to die in like three hours god did it really I feel like it did. I feel like it lasted for like no time at all. So I didn't have a smartphone for quite some time. I, I had like the. The I didn't the phone, either. The keyboard slides out and then I ended up with a Blackberry for a bunch of years. And then after the Blackberry, I, I was forced to. I don't know. I think I got an S3 or something like that. The Samsung Galaxy S3. And then, I was given an iPhone 5. OK. For work when I worked at the Lansing State Journal. Yeah. OK. Which would have been starting in 2014. Okay, yeah. And that was my that was my first smartphone, but I didn't actually own it. Sure. Um, sure. Then I, when I moved to Korea, I gave the phone back because it was a work phone. Um, and then I had to buy my own, and I bought a I bought an iPhone 4s from literally a downgrade from uh, <laughs> from a. Uh, the other, the other uh, teacher that was working there, who mm -hmm. was like, she was like selling her phone because she'd gotten a new one. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, I'll take whatever. I just need something. And it's cheap, so I'll buy it off you for like a hundred bucks. So it's... I went with that for a while. And like that was basically in 2015 was like my first actual smartphone. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's I've but they'd been out for like six seven years before that yeah i think the th iphone came out in 2000 and like eight or something seven maybe i don't know maybe, maybe it wasn't that early maybe it was a little later than that but i feel like the iphone came out uh sometime when we were in when we would have been an undergrad yeah yeah i don't know uh yeah, apparently the apparently the original iphone had decent battery life yeah but it's way more fun to pretend that it had three hours because it makes for a better talking point. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just we'll just rewrite. Just lie about we... things to make a point. It works out <laughs> right. really well for a lot of people. That's I think if we're if we're supposed to be doing by example, I think that's how the world works. <laughs> All of the people who were supposed to aspire to basically go through their lives in exactly that way. So. <laughs> You know, what makes us special? There was something I saw. I don't know if it was what it, it might have been a joke. It may not have been real, but I guess people wanted Facebook to do a better job of quelling misinformation. And um, God, what's what's Mr. Facebook's name? Mark Zuckerberg. Thank you. Thank you. And he said that the it wasn't their job. They didn't want to have to deal with stopping social media posts for saying things that are like possibly hurtful blatant lies and so the news or the group that was doing like they were reporting on it they said mark zuckerberg known child molester doesn't want us to uh have to vet social media posts or something like that and then like the rest of the article had other random lies about mark zuckerberg but it just made me laugh that the the idea of oh yeah you can just say whatever you want then that's fine yeah <laughs> as long as yeah. it's a social media post it's okay yep. yeah just <laughs> slip it in there and like because <laughs> oh. i saw the headline and that's what made me click the article I was like what what 
It's like, oh, oh, because I thought he got in trouble for doing something naughty. Like, it's it's insane that that would be a, a thing that could happen that you would say to yourself, oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, honestly. But there was a part of And you can just kind of shrug and be like, yeah, checks out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I thought that was a creative way of, of kind of... Um, Either, either it was a joke or even if it was a real article that was making a point. Like, I thought that was a fun way of doing it. It's it's sort of in a, a, a dark sense of humor, but it made me laugh when I realized why they were writing it that way. Speaking of old iPhones and this, yeah. like, we should move on to talking about our, our escapades in post-nuclear war New York City. I have, I don't, I have nothing and everything to say about Double Dragon 2. I know you do. But uh, random note, since we're talking about old iPhones. Yeah. Um, had a really, really interesting experience a couple weeks ago. Oh. Because, so Jesse's mom likes to do like garage sale and thrift shop shopping. Like she stops there like every day and just looks for like random things to buy. I, do, do you, you probably don't. There's a song called Thrift Shop and it, it plays in my head the second you said it. Uh, it's an old Macklemore song. <laughs> I have not heard it. <laughs> okay, okay. But um, that, that's the thing. She does that. At, she used to like, she used to actually be a reseller where she'd find stuff at garage sales and then basically like sell it on eBay because it was worth more. Okay. Yeah, you know, get it. Get yeah, this like, yes. get this old like, you know, this old like classic toy or something that someone's selling for like two and or three bucks it. at a garage sale and flip it for 50. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's pretty cool. But she doesn't do it as much anymore because, well, a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. One of them being like having a lot of grandkids now. Okay. But every once in a while, we'll get a random box of random stuff from her. <laughs> and recently we got a random box of random stuff from her, which usually involves one or two random video games that she found. Oh, because she's trying to keep me in mind. It's usually like a sports game. Here, here's madden 06 it, it's madden yeah it's here's madden 01 <laughs> you know <laughs> if it was like something madden 97 like that. for playstation then then you're kind of getting to that oh well at least this is kind of neat <laughs> yeah or like is i'm looking right now i was like yeah there's there's like uh you know nhl hits 2002 for game boy advance excellent excellent Yes. <laughs> so just like, or, or, or probably most likely something licensed. Sure. You know, here's yeah, a, here's a movie game for, or here's whatever. It's like going to be 10 cents at a garage sale. Yep, exactly. Um, but in this case, um, she, she got her hands on a, on an original iPod. Oh, like the really big ones. Yeah. Oh man. yeah. 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 Like the original iPod with the click wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I don't have a I don't have a cord that can plug this in. It's like, well, Jesse and I still have our original iPad twos. OK, oh, are, they, are they the same connection, which have the original like flat, <laughs> flat uh, iPod connector. So we plugged it in and then we just like had a working iPod. We just like. And we look through it and we're like, all right, what's what's going to be on this iPod? Because, you know, it just oh, ended up. Yeah, what a, was on it? 
yeah, you know, it just ended up at a thrift store or a garage sale or something. It's not like they it's not like they factory reset it or <laughs> wiped like the, it. It was just like sitting the, around and ended up in a pile. It's it's like the stories of the uh, the the you know the the people that open up the game teams like oh dude someone stored a a, a a you know a dime bag of pot in here <laughs> like in the in the in the compartment on the bottom. Oh, straight up, I was expecting porn. <laughs> wait could the old the, could that play video I it played video yeah there no was way. a whole thing for movies yeah but i thought that was like the special one i thought that was when they made the ipod video oh it could i don't know i don't know that it was necessarily the oh, original your it was an lore, ipod dude. that existed before phone <laughs> your ipod lore okay <laughs> i don't know which model it was i never had one <laughs> it has a screen and a click wheel i'm just messing with you <laughs> And a shitty breakout clone <laughs> that I played for like 45 that minutes. You played for six hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it's it. All it had on it was music and it was it was the most bog standard. Like, yeah, this is what someone would be listening to in like 2005 in Tennessee. Oh, <laughs> That's so no you've got like, you know, you've got you got a heavy you got a heavy dose of country. You got like four different iterations of Rocky Top. <laughs> um, You know, you've got your you've got your ACDC. Sure, of course. Yeah. You know, your uh, you know, your your classic rock and your new pop country. And <laughs> it was it was really it was actually really boring. But it was kind of funny because they had a bunch of different playlists. Yeah. And we were like, oh, let's see what's on the party playlist. Let's see what's on the driving playlist. Let's oh, that's see what's really on, funny. on the Disney playlist. And it's like, it's all the same music. <laughs> it's literally just all the same songs on every playlist. They listen to like, they have like 50 songs in the iPad or in the, in the iPod. And they just put them all in like, they like to think that they have different like they like to think they have different playlists or different tastes for different instances, but it's literally just all the same music <laughs> for every occasion. <laughs> it's like we work. All right. We got the workout playlist. Put on, uh, put on Thunderstruck. All right. We're out for a drive. Put on Thunderstruck. All right. We're having a party. Put on Thunderstruck. <laughs> it's a different mood. Damn it. <laughs> Dude, there was a Disney playlist. And it was like five Disney songs and then all the rest of the same music. <laughs> Which at that point we were like, maybe they just didn't know how to do playlists. That's what I'm thinking actually is they just didn't know what they were doing. They were, they were probably confused like, man, it's weird. Thunderstruck keeps coming on. I, I thought this was my other playlist. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a trip. I like just using it and just like... <laughs> Just having that whole experience was like that was that was a that was an odd, interesting experience. I I only ever had the iPod Mini. I don't know. I think it came out in like two thousand and five or four or something. Um, that was my first like MP three player. Um, but you know what? You know, a real experience. Let me tell you, is is discovering how deep Dungeons and Dungeons and Dragons, Jesus, how deep uh, Double Dragon 2 actually goes. It Te goes. Technos has zero boundaries. None. 
And we will get into that a little more after this brief sponsor break. Where to start? Where, where, where to start? That is, that's the question. I mean, I, I guess thought... we literally start with Marion getting gunned down in the street for ostensibly no reason at all. I, my understanding of Double Dragon my entire life was generic beat-em-up that sold a million sell, like was a million seller, so it had a pretty big popularity. But I never played either of them as, as a young boy. And mm-hmm. I should have expected something strange because the first Double Dragon is a, was a mess in terms of what the game actually expected the player to do in some segments. Um, but I was not expected for Double Dragon 2. I was not ready. I mean, I was I did not expect Double Dragon 2. I was not ready for this at all. You know what doesn't prepare you for Double Dragon 2? What? what, what? Double Dragon 1. Every other beat-em-up I've ever played in my entire life. Like, aside from the punching the thing to do the damage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Double Dragon... When I... Uh-huh. I, I, I messaged dean while playing it you sure the did first time i thought it was just going to be the one time where i was like what is going on i'm th- that was a conveyor belt boss where I, I i went into the end of the well i didn't know it was the end of the stage i opened a door i went inside and there was two conveyor belts with a gap in between and you jump oh, you jump over the gap and that's it that's the end the boss music plays and and then yeah there's nobody in the there stage. it's empty it's literally make this jump that's the it's boss so I was, I was a little confused at that point, and it didn't stop for like the whole. The, 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 I don't know. Mm-hmm. You you have a conveyor belt boss, then I don't know. You're in the jungle or something, and you fight some stuff, and then you fight a tank boss thing, but it's not really a boss. It's mostly just awkward jumps and dodging three steam vents, and then punching dudes, and then you finish the thing. Like yep, I'm. And by the way, I'm not saying this is bad. I, this was very fun. I actually had, I enjoyed it, but it was very confusing, except for the next stage where it's like, okay, there's going to be some invisible platforms. Fine, whatever. But then that turns out that's the boss also. Yep. It's a visible yeah. platform boss. You play Mega Man in this and then you yes. play Castlevania. Yeah, you sure do. You know, I looked at the box art because I was, I don't know. I was curious. Well, first of all, the box art, like the front of it, it's pretty fantastic. It is like some just wonderful 80s, 90s, you know, cartoon, like you, the, the Western kind of cartoon style look. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on the back of the box, it says it's right there. It, it prepares you for this. Don't let the death gears bring you to a grinding halt because mm. the trap stage, which comes after the Mega Man invisible platform stage, mm-hmm. uh, you, you have to jump on rotating gears. And if you, if you mess up, you fall into spikes. Also, <laughs> also the spikes are randomly being launched upward. I don't also know. Also true, yes. I don't know. I... <laughs> Double Dragon 2 <laughs> is completely insane. So Double Dragon as a franchise suffers from um, a problem that certain beat-em-up franchises suffer from, which is it is really fun to walk to the right and punch things. Yeah. But after a couple stages of doing that, they feel like they need to a like mix it up a little bit. Cause maybe you're getting bored and B <laughs> they mixed it up and B start taking your credits. So you have to a put in more, uh, put in more, uh, quarters. 
<laughs> or B, Reset not the beat game. the game in a rental period because it's America. The 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 Japan version. Oh my god. Well, we, we can talk about. I guess we. You want to talk about difficulty? There's like the differences. I do don't wanna, actually. It, I'll be honest. Aside from the highest difficulty getting you like a true ending, uh, and a, and an extra boss fight, I didn't. I actually played the first couple stages on the regular like medium difficulty. Yeah. And then was like, you know, I'm like, I'm using save stating here, so it's not going to be that bad. I've never actually beaten this game on Supreme Master difficulty before because it's already hard enough. So <laughs> I will try it. And I played through the game and it felt exactly the same. Yeah, I don't think it's any different because I played through the first two stages because I didn't. I So Dean had warned me that this was of the time where uh, if you don't play it on the hardest difficulty, you don't get the real ending. And I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. So I just played through it on the starting difficulty, which is the middle one. And it mm-hmm. lets you go through eight of the nine stages. And that's just like, ah. So I, I did reboot it on the hardest difficulty and I didn't feel any different in the first few stages. Um, yeah, it, it feels exactly like everything. The AI seems like it's the same. Everything the same goes kind of down damage. in seemingly the same number of hits. I think I, they have did, a bit more hit points. Maybe but, like, I don't, I don't like, know. I was looking for, I was looking to see if they were maybe doing more damage. And I didn't really notice that. I don't know. I want to say that this game is not hard because of the the combat exactly. It's hard because you're going to lose credits jumping into a pit because they make you yep. jump on freaking gears. Yeah. Or you're the... going to walk to the edge of the screen and every single edge of the screen is a freaking death's plane. Yes. <laughs> there would be times I laughed. I just laughed out loud because your character just kind of like plops off of it. And it looks super funny. You just, oh, the, just the arc <laughs> of like when you walk off of a platform and they kind of like their face contorts <laughs> and it's like they're they're doing that like, ah, and then you so kind of like float down off the screen. It's so dumb. Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> all of the double uh, all of the double dragon games are like that. It's but, weird but, every time. And in, in every game, it's like, yeah, you might lose like a life or two to actual combat, but then you're going to have to like jump across some platforms and you're going to lose everything in two seconds. <laughs> Battletoads does this, too. Where it's like after about stage two, it stops being about conflict. It stops being about combat, which is the fun part of the game. And it starts being about uh, like insta death platforming. Yeah. In insta death challenge jank platforming. And that is I, I mean, I don't speak for everyone, but that's less fun. It's a lot less fun if if so. But, but the, the, I think the difficulty thing is a really big point for me because we we noticed it with hardcore where hardcore contra hardcore would have actually been a reasonably like it would have been a really i i I don't want to say perfect here but it would have been a way better game playing the japanese version because of the the way that the lives and the difficulty worked Mm, in japan how it worked was easy medium and hard all three of them let you play through the entire game because that's smart right Uh, what the difference between them was is is the hit points damage and the jumping segments were made easier in the easier difficulties. Right. Uh, so it wasn't as, you know, you're not going to fall in the pits as much. Also, when you lose your three continues, you just continue. Like, you can just reset the stage. It's not a big deal. Whereas in the U.S. version, you had to use a cheat code, which I guess would then let you do the same thing. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, God, I know they were afraid of people renting the game and beating it, but man, that's, 
that's huge. And it doesn't really matter anymore because we can just save state and rewind time or whatever. Yeah, else, essentially, but. like what we what we gave ourselves is essentially just infinite lives. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's not a big deal. Um, but uh, I, I, I've, I've, it's still it's a surprise to me every time when I read into that because I just didn't know that that's the case. I just thought Contra Hardcore was an insanely difficult game. It turns out no, it's just stupid for Americans. Yep. Maybe and Europe, th- I like, I, how many games have we played? that have that difference between like a lot like even even going down to like the peacekeepers yeah it was god it was so much work we didn't wasn't it like a third of the lives that you're supposed to have or something it was insane? like yeah it was like we had like 12 or something random like that instead of like 30 mm-hmm. and we kept uh we kept like failing out like 70 80 percent of the way through the game mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah it, like the, that's the, just a thing where it's like, yeah, we made the game harder for the U.S. because rentals are legal. But, but the the, the craziest part of Double Dragon Two is that that's that is just like throwaway fodder. Who cares? Material. Double Dragon Two starts with well the arcade version, which is the NES version, is loosely based off of. <laughs> starts with your girlfriend just getting like just blown away. I mean, it is called Double Dragon Two: The Revenge. Because yeah. Marion gets like RoboCop shot to death in like the very opening scene of the game. It's funny because like in in uh, Double Dragon One, the sort of iconic scene is Marion just standing there in the middle of the street, mm-hmm. and dude just casually walks up to her and <laughs> gut punches her, gut punches and then her. carries her away. And then turns out your best friend's the bad guy, and. They, the, by the uh, way, that 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 Technos Technos just doesn't care. They don't care about the storyline of the first game, and the, and and I'm don't not sure they care about the storyline of this game. Here's the thing: they don't because they don't have any internal quality control standards. Well, that's for damn sure. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> like like any so like any company that like licenses out their their IPs is like. Okay, yeah, you can make this game. Here's what the characters have to look like. Well, hold, here's hold here's the, some basics of like what these characters have to be. I know where you're going with this, except that Tecmos did the did the NES port from the arcade. They they did their own porting for that for the the NES version. They were in charge of it, even though it's different. That's why it's particularly funny to me. Like. They 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 decided but like, that even internally <laughs> they, they just, don't they're... they don't even have like a design document where it's like hey which one's blue and which one's which red, one's red? <laughs> yeah, right. nope doesn't matter also I love how they just casually say that there's a nuclear war and by the way your girlfriend died <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that's like done oh like. Well, setting because, established plot established go punch and then later go jump on platforms because the big draw of this and what is freaking impressive is that you can do two-player co-op beat-em-up action in in double dragon 2 which was not possible in the first double dragon mm-hmm. it this is you know this is all about going with your pal and just punching some shadow shadow warriors i think honestly I for the late 80s on the nes actually really impressive it's super impressive. And the game looks good. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. Like the there, music in these actually, games is great. 
I don't have anything negative to say about the game except for the weird jumping sections, which become way too prevalent at the end of the game. They the, the actual really punching do. and stuff is fun. The they they do the sweetest. I did not know this existed in a beat 'em up where A and B are depending on which way you're facing. That yeah, is that is yeah. So we didn't cool. talk about that yet. I've I never seen another game do that. It's awesome. It's so you cool. would think that one of the buttons is punch and one of the buttons is kick, but you always punch forward and you always kick backwards and A and B are literally just attack left and attack right. Yep. Dependent. So which way you're facing, if you're facing left, B becomes punch uh, and A is kick and then the reverse. Yep. So it, I, it, I think that's the coolest. That was that was that was like, a oh, wow. Oh. That's, it that's it takes awesome. so it takes a little bit of getting used to. It does, true. Because, you know, you're kind of used to like, okay, this is the kick button I want to kick, and then your kick ends up going the other way. <laughs> yeah. So you like that'll happen a couple quickly. times, but it's actually surprisingly intuitive for a two-button fighter that it's like, yeah, you can attack in both directions, and which attack comes out depends on which way you're facing. Yeah, I I, I got it. Uh I, I would say I had it down comfortably by the end of the first stage yeah like where that, it was no big deal. right where, where it was like yeah this is this is this feels completely natural and in fact it felt really good to the point where i wanted another game to do this too because i thought it was just awesome speaking of uh speaking of the end of stage one can we talk about burn off for a second burn off is burn that... off is the is the dude is the... in the in the welder mask who's the the boss of stage one who just okay, don't... disintegrates into a mask and then comes back for no reason? No, dude, it's the Shadow Warriors. Okay. I mean, if you think you have an explanation for this, I'm fine with that. I don't. I just, like, <laughs> what? Yeah, because I thought I killed him or he was going to appear somewhere else and then he just materializes again. I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then you do one more hyper uppercut kick and... <laughs> my, <laughs> my God, is it satisfying to do the, the knee attack. The, yes I even the why. even the like the sound effect on it but <laughs> when when for, for whatever reason when super smash brothers melee when we were i was playing a lot in high school there mm. was like the smash forms or not high school um in college actually and the there was the smash forms were a big deal and for whatever reason they called i don't know where it was at some point but they called captain america's or uh jesus uh captain falcon's knee mm -hmm. like corn dog like you you corn dogged him because you hit him with your knee. I have no idea why they they it was ever. I'm said. sure that comes from somewhere, but I'm not going to look into it. No, I'm not either. Um, but so that's always been what's in my head now. Whenever someone does that kind of knee attack like that, mm -hmm. but in this, it's it's so satisfying because the enemy. It doesn't matter if it's the boss. Just f freaking flies across the screen. Yeah, he does. He, even the final the boss, wall. and then bounces off the wall. Yep. <laughs> Like you send them across almost the entire length of the screen. I will admit it's not very fun to input because the timing no. is awkward. It is. Do you want to talk and about that actually? Yeah. The uh, so Double Dragon One. Um, I think we. I'm sure we got into this during the uh, the Double Dragon One podcast. Which incidentally, while we were preparing to do this one, we found out is almost exactly a year ago to the day. Yeah, it's from like when a year we're doing this or one. something now. Yeah. Oh, to, for us um, recording. Yeah. For us recording, like, I, I think it came out on the 5th last year, or maybe yeah, the 6th. Like I think, yeah, 6th sounds right. So, like, we're, like, two days off of that now, dating the episode. 
Excellent. Anyway, so in Double Dragon 1, you get a complement of really powerful attacks. Um, I mean, it, it starts off with, like, you don't start the game with a jump kick. That's right, you know? right. Um, you unlock you your know. hidden potential. Yeah, you unlock you you unlock your moves as you go. It has an actual like very very rudimentary but very real like leveling progression system, mm-hmm. um, which is hey, you know, cool. Except that all the coolest moves are locked for like the last stage or two. They they kind of do that in uh, River City Ransom. A little bit, yeah. You have to. It's different because you unlock well, them by River buying City them. Man. But yeah, I meant the I meant sorry. I meant the um uh. I don't actually remember what the real name is, but the River City Girls game that we played. The the oh zero, yeah zero, right? Because you you didn't have all of your abilities until you uh, went to your true power or whatever after like the the school stage or something. Remember? Like yeah, you couldn't do something. I guess that's true. Like I don't remember if you had them before or yeah. I don't remember if they unlocked for you when that happened or if it was because there was that whole thing where it's like, let's get out of our uh, let's get out of our literal jail uniforms. Yeah, they need back their, into they our their, like track suits. They needed their cool outfits. I mean, the, the, the double dragons are doing this stuff in jeans. They're pretty hardcore. That's true. They're ripped <laughs> jeans, though, because it's the 80s. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so you have a progression system in one where like at the end of the game, you get really damaging attacks. And one of them is a one of them is a jump kick that you launch from the crouching position. Yeah, you have to jump land or be knocked up in the air and land, I think. Or no, that only works for uppercutting. But you have to jump. So you jump with A and B and then you land. And then there's like a little crouching animation. You have to press forward with A and B or no, no, not forward. You have to press whatever direction. I guess it would you want to go whatever. Yeah, so it's wherever the enemy is facing, and then yeah. both a, a and B at the right time, and then you'll do like a pretty. There's a pretty. Uh, you cover a decent amount of ground. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the really nice thing about the special moves is that like they actually have pretty large hitboxes. So if you can actually yeah. pull off the input, like it's it's fairly easy to not miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they can when still the- like do their crouch dodge, but then you have like other options. Yeah, well, that's part of why the uppercut's cool, too, because if they knock you on the ground, you can uppercut getting up sometimes, it felt like. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 jump kick, the hair pull, um, the, the, the elbow, um, these are all things that you have to unlock and don't get until the latter half of Double Dragon 1, but in 2, you just have them. Yeah, you're ready to go. You And you even have, like, new moves that you didn't have in 1, like the... The big old like Tatsumaki uh, <laughs> cyclone kick, yeah, uh, which is crazy useful. Dude, there it is. They they know how important jumping is because there's one part of the game where they put you in a very in confined space where you cannot jump because there's spikes on yep. the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, but they don't hurt you. They just kind of knock you down. Except then there's like a long shaft at one point, which then you can just use that to abuse all of your jumping stuff. Yep, exactly. Which feels intentional. It feels like they oh, know exactly be. that, like, to do any of your powerful stuff, you have to jump. Yeah, I'm pretty like I, I gave you be. the I gave you the damage breakdown, and it's like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. your kicks are one. Your kicks one do dip. one point of damage. The punch does two points of damage. The spinning cyclone kick has like the biggest hitbox of anything in the game, and it does eight. Mm-hmm. The uppercut does 12 
and the uh, and the rising knee kick does 15. And <laughs> if you so can bust it, if you can pull off the inputs, they're all free. Totally free. You don't it doesn't take health. It's not like a, a limited amount that you can do. There's no cooldown exactly aside from having to jump. Right. Yeah. You just, literally just have to put yourself in the position to use it. But as long as you can do that and you can and you can actually like pull off the inputs, you can do them over and over. And in fact, the speed run relies on it. Of course, yeah, it has to. Like everything is just like knee, 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 knee. Don't duck. Just knee. <laughs> there is the first time you do it, and the the enemy goes like just flailing across the screen. Is is it's just a beautiful thing because you're not entirely sure what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the buttons are sort of hard to input, so you're sort of just mashing them, and it works out. I mean, this is a game where you have two face buttons. And one of yeah. them, and they are mapped to attack <laughs> in a direction. <laughs> yeah. So jump is both of them at the same time. Yeah. So you're already dealing with a pretty jank control scheme in the first place. But, but then it's like, say. but then you have to jump and actually you and actually use like timing and stuff out of your jump to pull off these powerful attacks. So they do balance it somewhat by making them kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, you can still do it consistently enough where it's super worth it to do. Yes, I I, I did not find the game terribly difficult um, when I was utilizing the the superpower moves. Like, yeah, I didn't. I there my the only points of frustration I had in the game were more laughing than anything else because I had re- rewind time was the yeah, yeah. was the dumb jumping deaths. Yep. Where, yeah, the platforming where, is stupid. And where, where I would message you and be like, Dean, what am I? There was there was like 35 minutes of me just constantly messaging you saying, what am I seeing? What is happening? Because one thing led to another. And it turns out that the PC Engine version of Double Dragon 2 or the, the TurboGrafx-16 um, version of, of Double Dragon 2 in Japan only was uh, has entirely animated cutscenes with voice acting. Yep. There it's. It's great. There's a scene where the head of the Statue of Liberty is impaled by the Empire State Building because the nuclear war happened. Through the eyeball. Through, right through, the, yeah, right through the bottom of the neck, out the eyeball. It is, what the, f- <laughs> I don't know. So this was, this was one of those instances where Tecmos was like, yeah, sure, here's the license, do whatever you want, bros. <laughs> yep. And they continue to do that, which is why for a good 10 to 15 year period of time, nobody knew who owned Double Dragon. Dean, I am sending you an image on Discord. I want you to see this is just for Double Dragon 2. Just look at that for a moment. Yeah. So I assume this is going to cover like every re-release. Yeah, this is what was okay. Yeah, here's all the pl- the platforms it's been on up through the Ami- the Amiga through the Nintendo Switch. Yep. Yeah, we've got so for developers, there's of course the now Unhorse defunct Technos. Technos Japan Corp. Uh, then there's Binary Design Limited, Animagic SA, Cartoon, <laughs> uh, Definition, which is apparently a UK company, Kid Corp. That's K I D all capital letters. Umeta Co. Limited, Hamster Corporation, ITL Co. Limited. And that's those, those are the, are the developers, developers over time. Then <laughs> the publishers over time, it was it was published by Naxat Soft. So which, yeah, Naxat Soft, I believe, is the PC engine that decided they needed to add. It's close to like 10 minutes of 
maybe not 10, maybe like seven or eight minutes of animated voiced cutscenes. They even rearranged some of the levels so it would fit better with their little mini anime they were making. <laughs> I, I just like some of these names I know and some of these are just like, when? So as Naxat Soft, Technos Japan, these are these are all of the people who have published Double, Dra- Double Dragon 2 at some point in the past. Yes. Naxat Soft, Technos Japan Corp, Acclaim, Palsoft, Romstar Incorporated, Virgin Interactive, Trade West, 16 Blitz, Tronics, Drosoft, American Technos Inc., <laughs> Softworld, Questor, Mattel? <laughs> yeah, there's probably some horrible handheld version of it. Hamster Corporation, Arc System Works, which now actually owns the license and has consolidated it. Yeah. Axis Games and Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Presumably Nintendo is listed on, as a publisher because it's on the NES online service. I'm thinking that is this the case. Yeah, because Acclaim was the original publisher in America. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 different companies that have published Double Dragon 2. <laughs> now, I don't have the whole story written out in front of me, but I do know that Technos Japan and their properties, chiefly Double Dragon and Kunio-kun, have a very scattered history because Technos just had a very interesting way of licensing out games where they <laughs> yeah. would just basically sell the rights to the property to whoever it was that was making the game. <laughs> like temporarily. <laughs> you get to own this for a, for one year. Do what you want. <laughs> but then it got to a point where like there were disputes and they would literally sell the rights to multiple different companies at the same time, which they <laughs> literally couldn't all own the rights at the same time. So <laughs> then it became a dispute care. as to like which company like rightfully had the rights. And in fact, if Technos even actually had control of the property in the first place anymore. <laughs> Technos don't use copyright. <laughs> So it's one of the reasons why, like, something like five years ago, um, Arc System Works was like, okay, we've tracked everybody down, and we bought this stuff, and we own Double Dragon now. We yeah. own all, the, we own Kunio, and we own Double Dragon, and we own all the old Technos Japan stuff. We found it. We have consolidated the rights. It's ours now. Mm-hmm. Way forward. Go nuts. Yep. Yep. And ever since then, we've gotten Double Dragon Neon, we've gotten River City Girls, we've gotten River City Girls Zero. Like, everything that has come out that has been in that sort of Technos universe has been awesome. Mm -hmm. But it took so long to get there, dude. (laughs) There are so many weird, jank Double Dragon games that have come out over time. It's freaking wild. And this, I don't even, we can, we don't even have to talk about all of the nonsense that came out. Double Dragon 2 has it a, a, a CD with with a lice, like a Japanese pop group that sang a track about it. And I don't know Japanese and I want to know what they're saying so bad. I, I just want to know what the arranged lyrics are for Dead or Alive female vocal version Double Dragon 2 The Revenge album song number one. And I couldn't find them on the internets. I was probably, maybe I was searching it not long enough, but... I just, I don't know. They went, they went hard with this game because it was one of, I think it was one of 
a few handful of games to actually sell like a million copies. Double Dragon Two, like it sold a ton. Yeah, like a yeah, it sold really well. Copies, and rightfully so. Honestly, the game's fantastic. I I I I do wish that America had the maybe they could have kept the dumb continue system but making it so you could beat the game on easy would have been nice i feel like um, yeah but then again it didn't really matter to most people back then because you just played the game for a bit died and was like that's cool let's do something well and honestly the again. ending that you get after like mission eight is still like it feels like an ending it's yeah, not true. like a happy ending but like that you want to talk about what happens in the happy ending i, I don't know what happens correct so, so you like, kill, is, you kill them is as... the regular ending, like, necessarily that much worse? Because at that point, it's like, well, I mean, we got our revenge, I guess. Marion's still dead. Dude, the real ending, what even happens? The shadow, the legend of shadow disappears, and is, he has, he leaves you with some parting words of wisdom that's like, the illusion spreads, evil's gonna come back, but two, two dragons, what, climb or soar, soar through the sky, and an angel through the sky, to yeah. earth. Yes. And then an angel, and then, and then what? Then soon I die and you join me. Ha ha ha. What the, what does that mean? Like, it, it, it sounds like he's, it sounds like he's placing some sort of like death curse. Except it also sounds like it's a good thing. Yeah, he but, like prophesizes that. It sounds like he's laying a death curse, but it also sounds like he's laying out a prophecy of what already happened. This is what the good old man would say at the beginning of an RPG. Yeah, when the when two dragons fly across the sky, an angel, an angel will descend to Earth. Right. Which and turns out like, to be like, yeah, and, that, and then the next line is like, that night, an angel fell to Earth and Marion was alive again. Woo! <laughs> the revenge was complete. <laughs> the revenge was complete. That's fine. It's fine. What is, I mean, I, I like, just... there is some, like, okay, suffice to say, there is some magical nonsense going on in this franchise, but again, care about they that. can't, I... e they can't even decide which one is Billy and which one is Jimmy and what colors their outfits and hair are. Dean, they gave them a storyline. So the arcade did not have the storyline like this. The arcade version just has you fighting some gun-toting bro that shot your girlfriend, and that's the end of the arcade version. When they when they ported it to the Nintendo, they added the storyline. But first, they decided to retcon the story of their first game for reasons. That's fine. I don't care. But then they went on to write a story that's even more nonsensical, and maybe that's just the English translation. Maybe that quote makes more sense in Japanese. But... Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe I not. I feel like there's a very real chance when the developer doesn't know what color, like like Nintendo doesn't mix up Mario and Luigi. Maybe that's because they made, that's why they made them different. Uh, maybe that's why they look different now because somebody's like god which one's mario and which one's luigi yeah that is the kind of nonsense we're, we're running into here at technos i don't know what they're doing over there it would be like if <laughs> like it would it, it's as weird as if you played a mario game and you were playing as luigi and he picked up a fire flower and turned yellow <laughs> and it's like what what hold on a second that's not approved that's not how that's supposed to go. <laughs> like, literally, I think that, like, okay, so generally, I think that it is assumed that Billy is the blue one with blonde hair, and Jimmy is the red one with brown hair. But that is, I, I that is not always the case. That is literally, like, it's, there are, I guarantee you, 
there is another version of Double Dragon 2 on some platform somewhere where at least one of those is off. <laughs> Their colors are switched or they both have brown hair or something. Because <laughs> it's just whatever. It's just Double Dragon historically is just like, yeah... There's two dudes and they punch things and they wear like cool ripped up outfits. Go. Soon I will die and you will join me. Like, I mean, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> like, I don't even know what the names of the antagonists are. And I don't he know doesn't who have this a name. supposed shadow warrior is. That's that's his name. His like official name is his shadow warrior. And then, and then the, you showed me that bit in the in the instruction manual. <laughs> oh yeah, that's literally gaslighting you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the the weapons carried by the enemies disappear when they when they die. So were they really there in the first place? Are you even playing Double Dragon? <laughs> it is completely out of control, and the first game doesn't really get into it. But this one, like, I, Double Dragon 2 is a better game than 1 in every way. Oh, it's, it's actually really fun to play. Honest to God, it's a fun video game to play, especially if you can, if you, if you can redo the jumps without any kind of... Like, if, if you were to play the game normally, but then decide just to cheat for the silly jumping stuff, yes, I, I would say this is a fantastic beat-em-up game. With the jumping yeah, if, stuff, it kind of boils... It kind of goes to, eh. Like, the, the jumping yes. stuff, I think, really ruins it. But It does. With the technology we've been granted by uh, Nintendo on this day, it is lovely. It is a freaking fun time, and I would. This would be a wonderful if you have the if you can play it. You should play Double Dragon too. It's it's a hilarious. The, the whole thing is goofy and fun, but it's actually a good time. Like it feels good. To yeah, play. yeah. The are okay. So like before you started playing, I dropped a bunch of information on you. Yeah, and I was like, listen to me. I don't I I normally advocate going into games blind and just kind yeah, of figuring just kind of figuring it out manual. as you go. Right, right. But in this case, if you do not figure out how to do the special moves, you will have a worse time. Yeah, without the special cuz I just was curious, so I tried fighting some of the bosses just by punching them and it sucks more or less. It's way more fun to do special moves. And if you're doing yeah. special moves, it becomes actually hilarious because they they go flying just like you do. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. And when you uppercut someone into space, it's like, okay. <laughs> yep. Like, I, so just, this game has good. like three bosses before the, before <laughs> yeah. the actual end game. Yeah. Aside from like, aside from like the end of the stage is literally just jumping. Well, yeah, you might have to deal with the conveyor belt. What? Yeah. Conveyor belt boss and platform boss. But aside from that, you get burn off in the first stage and then they just run out of ideas. Yeah. Well, they use they reuse the big the the. It's a bobo, but it is Arnold Schwarzenegger and buff uh, and buff uh, oh hell, Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those are the two, and the Danny Trejo one is just the Obobo model from one with shaggy black hair. <laughs> yeah. It's literally just the same person, but he grew hair. And yep. then the one is clearly Arnold Schwarzenegger, but just is the same. Yep. Like he has the same, they're the same character. They're just different models of the same character. And then sometimes you fight your shadow who literally avenging spirits you. 
like oh yeah turns, yeah he does he turns invisible and then if you stand there he goes inside you and you start shaking violently and then gets out of you what the hell <laughs> damaging you from the inside he did and then he kamehameha's you i don't have that ability i know it's, it's super cool because it's like oh yeah he has your moves and it's like wait a minute this guy's way cooler than I am, and I'm not okay with it. I don't have a fireball, and I don't, I can't go invisible, and I definitely can't possess you and attack you from the inside. <laughs> it is funny that we played this immediately after Avenging Spirit, though. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the end of my run. That was my final boss, was fighting my, my uh, Shadow Link self with yes. way cooler abilities yeah it totally and is just like double dragon 2 fight shadow jimmy uh, zelda 2 fight shadow link yeah so that's, what is that's just the style so so what happens if you i mean i know what happens because i watched the video but please what happens when you beat the uh the spirit version of yourself what is what is the only for the supreme ultra ninja masters supreme no, just extreme master no ninja what is stage nine like it's I could be mistaken, but isn't it literally just a boss fight in space against some dude who looks like he's from, like, He-Man? Yes. Oh, well, you're forgetting the most important part, I feel like. Maybe not the most important part, but your girlfriend is in the beginning of it for some reason. Oh, yeah. She's kind of just, like, standing there, and then you walk up to her, and then she's not. And then the guy's like, oh, you can't handle my my illusions or something, so maybe she's just an illusion? And then he wants to fight you. There, this man has no motivation. I don't think he's the. Is he? Did he? Why did he kill your girlfriend? Is what? did he or is he what? just he, there? I don't know. Did in the he NES just sense strength and was like, "I'm gonna go get in a fight"? <laughs> he is. He is. According to the NES, I the believe. Manual? I think he is just. We got a, manual lore. He's the martial artist who wields magical superpowers. Yeah, no, I the got shadow, that. The Shadow Warrior. Sure. That's who he is. Cool, but why, though? <laughs> because somehow the Shadow Warriors managed to overcome every one of the men in training, and they committed the ultimate crime. They gunned down your girl. Mind you, we're talking about a world <laughs> the ultimate crime after It's literally Mad War. Max out there. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> They have to take well, the yeah, but, warriors to warriors. But well, yeah, but you hurt someone who was important to me, though. <laughs> Which you know, fair. Yeah, fine. But this is that's it. That is the that is that is the shadow. He is just this mysterious shadow warrior that then gives you a a he he reads some poetry, laughs yep. about it, and your girlfriend's revived and rains from the heaven. Okay, did you know. actually watch that fight, though? Oh, God, it is some BS. Like, the dude just will backflip, like, he'll do, like, little, like, a, like, not, not like a jumping backflip, but, like, you know, the backflip where you, you, like, the hands hands on. Yeah, exactly. And he just rolls away from all your attacks, and then he yep. turns invisible and appears on the opposite side of the screen. Oh, not just that, like, if you're actually fighting, like, he is still, like, it's not like Ganon invisible. Oh, he's still punching you and stuff? Yeah, he still hits you. <laughs> and he does that. Do you see him do that, like, spinning lariat jump? Yeah. Yeah, that does three pips of damage. Three? Three of eight? Yes. And per, per throughout most of the game, most of the attacks that you get hit with don't even do a full pip of damage. Yeah, no. 
they're actually like it's kind of like Zelda where like you're you're split into like half hearts but uh, technically I think you have like eight points of damage to a pip oh yeah I yeah that that you know so that spinning lariat attack is doing like at least 24 points of damage <laughs> you're you're that you know hearing this now makes sense why the 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 long play i watched the two people that were playing it were just frantically jump kicking or trying to do knee kicks the entire time i thought they were just doing it because like you know that's what people do sometimes <laughs> when he was invisible, yeah no he's I mean. still you can actually hit him if you're if you're lucky enough to actually make contact like I hit him a couple times while he was invisible, but also he is still attack. He still behaves as normal when invisible. And then you go to phase two where you're in a, which a, is the same fight, but you're not in space anymore. Yeah. You're, you're not, I thought so at first it looked like I was like, Oh, are you fighting the devil? Cause there's like a weird statue in space of the, of a devil. And, sure. and then you're just in a church or something for the final phase. And you, and, and then that's it. You kill him. Yep. And he gets, he literally gets hit with like the, the soul satellite from, uh, Akira where like he's kneeling down and then this massive beam of light just pours into the, the shadow demon warrior. Yeah. And I, or maybe it's his spirit launching out of his body upwards. I don't know. I um, will say I had a really satisfying finish on the fight. Did you kill him with a knee? I did. I killed him with the knee oh, yes. and it slow mos It slow mos it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and it's just sick. like the knee is going up and you see him like slowly starting to like blow backwards. And yeah, you get the whole thing. Like it's super cinematic. It's really cool. Honestly, the game is great. I, if they didn't have the jumping segments, I'd put this as like one of the best. It may be the best beat em up on the NES because of how it, it feels really good to play. And, and doing the super moves is fun. And it's it's kind of dumb. But at the same time, you can cheese them out. So it's not terrible. Yeah, I think that like. If you so we tend to like lean pretty heavy on rewinding and save states when we can. It's true. Because largely because like our goal is not to like get really good at these games. No. We just want to play it and see what it's like and get through it in a week so we can do a podcast of it. Well, cuz we're we're cuz we're not the point of this isn't hey, were these games fun necessarily at the time? It's it's a lot of times are they worth playing now? Like should you yeah. should you would it be worth your time to play them in whatever year it is that you're listening to this but Maybe there are won't even be relevant there are a couple of games that i think that leaning too heavily on save states removes all challenge it, it it actually i think it ruins it would ruin this game if you were to rewind every single time you make a mistake or do yes. something wrong so i think that the ideal way to play double dragon 2 is to play all of the combat straight yes and then rewind the hell out of all of the platforming. I would even say make a save state for the platforming and do that one time through because there is something oddly, it's painful, but it also feels a little like, so I was doing the dumb Castlevania clock tower part and I jumped a little too late and the thing started to spin. I landed and it knocked me back, but it didn't knock me off the cog for some reason. So then I could just jump again and it felt good to complete it in like one thing where if I was rewinding yeah, time, yeah, I would yeah. have realized I made a mistake immediately and mm -hmm. fixed it. So even like make a safe state at the beginning of a room, try it out. And then if it's terrible, you lose all your lives. Obviously, you know, you, you have the ability to go back and fix that because otherwise the combat segments will be less fun. Uh, right. But that makes but sense. Overall, the, the actual combat, like, is it's super great and it's an nes game yeah it's it's really really impressive for an nes game like you could mm -hmm. really put double dragon 2 alongside your uh excuse me 
alongside your like your Streets of Rage and your and your Final Fight and your uh, TMNT four, like it is on that level of quality. It's obviously like a step back graphically, but like in terms of the options you have available, it's actually beyond some of those games. I, I was about to say, I think in terms of so I would, it's like hearing you say that I had like an internal. Uh, moment of no there's no way i would ever want to play this over any of those but when i think about what this game offers is it actually more robust than all of them yeah because like, mo- like let's be real i love streets of rage but most of what you're doing is just standing and punching yeah that's it and then jump like those are your options Maybe you have a grapple, maybe you have a running attack, but you don't have like special moves launched. You don't have special moves launched out of a out of a crouching position. I mean, right. you do and have special moves in Streets of Rage. You have like the the bare knuckle and the bare knuckle. Yeah. The but 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 like yeah, cuz like the charge attack in Ninja Turtles where you could kind of double tap and then um do like a shoulder slam. Like that yeah. adding that added a lot to that game, which is probably why it's my favorite beat 'em up um like turtles in time was my it was also the one that i played the most so i don't know it's i'm sure it's partially nostalgia but yeah part and of i'm not saying double... it's better than those but it is on that tier i think well i think i think having those options is fantastic i think it's so cool and honestly i almost wish new brawlers because like the the streets of rage 4 i, I recently played through that because it was on sale so i picked it up nice. and i loved it don't get me wrong but i think the the whole combo stuff took away from me like i didn't care i didn't want to have to worry about making combos and things like i i actually wish that that game pulled stuff from double dragon 2 after having played double dragon 2 like make give me some of those give me that variety in fighting with uh moves but don't have it be don't have my success based on not getting hit because i think not getting hit in a beat-em-up is a really odd mechanic but that's fine that's just yeah and Honestly, like we've talked about how most of the difficulty in Double Dragon 2 is just falling and dying instantly. (laughs) Part of the reason for that is because like you take a lot of punishment and you have a ton of health in this game. Oh, my God. You can take a beating. I did not expect how much of a beating I could withstand uh, without dying. Like you look at eight pips of health and you're like, cool, I can get hit like between four and eight times. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, most things will take one point of health and some will take two. But then you take, like, three or four punches in a row and your health doesn't go down. And it's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, like, even the, even, like, even the big Abobo characters who you think are going to deal a lot of damage to you, you take a hit from, you take a kick from them and it's like, oh, I, my health didn't go down. Unless my health they... didn't go down again unless they launch you off the edge of a stage they can do that <laughs> that is that is some bs not gonna lie <laughs> you know what we didn't talk about at all is uh the chopper stage oh god that was such a cool stage too yeah so like at the end of stage two you you a helicopter is going flying away and you're like you're not getting away from me and you jump onto the the ladder that they left hanging out grasp from grasp i actually i was i was gonna type grasp to you in in discord when it happened because i feel like yep that's fantastic yeah um, g the, space r space space a space s space p grasp. like it's onomatopoeia but there's no actual like there's no actual sound effect associated with it so it's just grasp <laughs> i got the, the stage, ladder the stage is sweet as hell you're just in a helicopter and that's yep. the stage 
and some the door opens up where the cockpit would be. You fight some dudes, and then sometimes the side door of the helico- helicopter opens up and sucks you out, but it can also suck out the enemies. <laughs> yep. It's awesome. Yeah, using the uh using the the helicopter door to like position the enemies to like be over by that door so they get like sucked out when uh when it opens is like the whole fun of that stage. Yeah. Because you can do it to everybody. You can do it to the bosses and 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 everyone. It's great. I I, I appreciated the fact that they didn't compromise whatever whatever their vision was to make sure every stage felt like a certain length or something like that. Right. Like, yeah, there are some stages that are crazy short and that's one of them. Yeah. And I I don't know. Cause it's literally just one room and all it does is just feed enemies into the room. And when they're all gone, you're done. That's it. It's cool. It's a cool, uh, it's a really cool stage. Yeah. It's one of, it's, it's one of my favorites and actually like, the next time you're here, I got to, I got to get you playing Double Dragon Neon because mm, there mm. is a lot of stuff that Double Dragon Neon does that sort of improves upon stuff that I really liked in Double Dragon 2. Okay. Including giving you a crouch button so that you can do the uh, the uppercut the, the and rising and knee. It, you can do the uppercut and rising knee out of the crouch instead of having to jump. Oh, my. It's and also cheating. it works and it also works as a dodge. That's fantastic. That was that's is is Neon on the Switch? I think it is now, yeah. Maybe I should buy that. It's really I, good. I I got to say I I really I I liked this more than I This was so this was like, hey, let's play a short game this week. Yeah. And then it turned into, oh my god, Dean, please please stream the PC Engine version of this cuz people <laughs> need to see the cutscenes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's funny too, because you like, I was ambivalent on it. Yeah. You did not like double dragon one at all. No, I didn't like it. I thought it was really bleh. And I I thought that the, the stupid parts, like the, 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 uh, environmental pitfalls were really awful. Like the, the, they were, and they still are things like yuck, just yuck. Yeah, they they were then, and honestly, those came back in force and are still bad. <laughs> yeah, but like, but, but I'm looking, good I'm looking at good. our tier list. Double Dragon is literally bottom tier. Yeah, I hated it. It is literally I, on don't bother tier. That's exa- and I think that's where it belongs. But Double Dragon two, that baby deserves to be the million seller. It is, it is wild to think about how it is ostensibly the same formula but just so improved in such relatively subtle ways. Mm -hmm. Like you're playing almost exactly the same game, but stage design is better. The moves feel better to do. I mean, even the the graphics uh, are technical. Like there's, there's, yeah, it it looks looks better. better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not like completely redone. It's definitely still the same style of game and still in the same type of engine, but like they changed the way the buttons work. They changed the way they took the progression system out and just gave you all the cool stuff from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and and just like the stages, aside from some, you know, keeping in the platforming jank to eat your to eat your quarters or your your rental time. <laughs> um, you know, if you if you can figure out the special moves and just spam those and use those when you want to. 
the game is a blast and not terribly difficult. Mm -mm. Again, again, this is not, I still think the, all of the platforming deaths are really annoying, but the, everything else is very fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. And honestly, like I always, anytime you're playing a beat 'em up like that and you get to the point where it's like time for precise jumping, it's like, oh, man. I mean, even, yeah, like cause when, when in, 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 uh, what in, in River City Girls Zero, there's that weird part where they made you jump from the spinning platform thing to like a moving platform. And yeah, you died like four times. You're like, what am I even supposed to do? Yeah. And you basically were just supposed to have it timed right where the platform was going to be where it needed to be when the thing was spinning. And maybe that doesn't happen on your cycle. Like, yeah, whatever that cycle. Yeah. Is. I had to like wait a couple cycles and then basically blind jump it. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't, <laughs> that's not good. Uh, but I still had fun with that game overall, just because that one part was dumb. Now, double dragon two relies way more on awkward jumping. Yep. That you can't really control that. Well, if there was a dedicated jump button, like if there was a third button, that would make it a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, but having to could... mash out A and B at the same time to get your jumps in is not, does not feel good to do. Yeah. Cause when I was doing the Mega Man jumping part, there's a few times where I would press the buttons and I guess I hadn't pressed forward first. So I just jumped straight up in the air <laughs> right into the spikes. I was like, yeah, yep. glad I can rewind time. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if you're going to play it, totally play it cheese out the platforming and play the rest of it legit if you want like a real challenging experience if you want like a little more scaffolding i would say like save state the beginning of each stage yeah i think i mean honestly that's that's pretty much what you would get if you were playing the japanese version anyways yeah just a continue system have, right so it's not even it's weird that stuff that i always would think of as cheating like you know when we were like again contra hardcore it's like oh no that's just it was what designed you... into the game and then removed. You're supposed to be able to take hit three hits. Oh, wow. That's insane. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Double Dragon. Double Dragon. Just what a double, nice, double what a nice unexpected gem of a time. Yeah. I, I, I think everyone here should look up well, the. I say uh, unexpected. I've actually played Double Dragon 2 several times before. So I knew that it was like you... significantly better than one. True. But like you didn't. But but you didn't know that there was video footage of the Empire or the Statue of Liberty being impaled on the Empire State Building. I did not know that. that I, every, everybody should absolutely, when they get the chance, look up the PC Engine English dubbed playthrough of Double Dragon 2. It, 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 the the cutscenes will take you like, you know, eight minutes to, to look through, but <laughs> they are something else. They went to, it's kind of the same feeling that I got. Um, you get the PC Engine um, cutscenes in Rondo of Blood. Oh, yeah, that's right. But yes, these are yes. these go way harder than that. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, way harder. But in some places, they actually go less hard. Like, there's no transition between the fight with your shadows. Then you just see your girlfriend being like, it's dangerous. And then you're just fighting the final boss. And then the final boss is lying on the ground and his face melts off. Not kidding. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just, just gone. Yep. So some ways less hard, but other ways, it's just batshit crazy. Yep. I, <laughs> I don't know. Go play. Go Have fun. Thank you. Go, thanks, go. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, Technos Japan. So Double Dragon 3? At some point, I, I actually, while we were talking here in the last 10 minutes, I added it to my uh, my, my wish list because it's on the Switch. 
I can, the double dragon three, the sacred stones. Yeah. Uh, another game that has like 18 different versions, depending on what platform you play it on. And none of them are, none of them are the same. Yeah. So maybe I will play it on a different one. Cause I, I imagine, I don't even know if this has like the ability to, to save state. Cause I, I definitely need to be able to save state. Cause I am sure this is going to have some jank. Oh, double dragon three is generally considered one of the most difficult games on the NES. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So like I by, by a wide margin. So I would not recommend under any circumstances playing it without save states. Wow. I wonder if that's why Double Dragon 3 isn't on the Nintendo service, because it's actually one of those ones where nobody really knows who owned the rights to it forever. And Arc System Works now does. <laughs> like, I feel like, like that was sorted out before they launched the Nintendo online service, but I'm not sure. I don't remember oh, exactly okay. when that purchase was went through. Because <laughs> that would be pretty funny. I'm looking it up now. Because there's Double Dragon 4 and Super Double Dragon. I don't know any of these. Yeah, they bought the rights to Double Dragon and all of the Technos Japan IP in June of 2015. Oh, okay. So that's way before. So that would would have been well before the Switch came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I wonder, when did Double Dragon 4 come out? Super Double Dragon? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. And there's a whole bunch of like, there's a couple of Double Dragon games for the Super Nintendo that are all like different too. And then there's, and then you got your, uh, you got your. Wait, Double Dragon 4 is actually made recently by Arc System Works? Yes. It was very hyper bad. Really? Yeah, it was like, it was like Double Dragon 1. Why? Uh, They were going for the nostalgia angle, but then just made it too, like, from what I understand, they made it almost exactly like Double Dragon 1, which is to say bad. That's too bad, because they could have just done Double Dragon 2, and it would have been yep. way more fun. Yep. I didn't play it, so I can't I can't speak personally, but I did not see a single person say a single good thing about Double Dragon 4. And I don't know if that has to do with the fact that it just feels like Double Dragon 1 and is thus janky and terrible. Sure. Like there's a there's a there's such a thing as adhering too much to the classics. Like if you don't if you don't like upgrade it at all. Oof. <laughs> but yeah, two's good. You can still have a good time with two. If you're going to play it, look up the moves. They are not intuitive to pull off, but they are absolutely essential to having even a reasonably good time with the game. Yeah, I mean, do do yourself a favor if you're not going to play it. Honestly, look up the look up the PC Engine pl- pl- cutscenes. They are they're worth seeing. That's a that's it. Yeah, I don't have anything. I was going to leave it there. Oh, perfect. Let's just make it more awkward then. Excellent. Yeah, co- cool. But what's yeah, Shadow Warrior. Wait, wait, hold on. What is, what does he say at the end? <laughs> I I <laughs> something don't about leaving us in peace, but an angel soaring into the earth. Into the earth. Yeah, definitely straight. Farewell, double dragons. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> the angel soars into the earth when the dragons go to space. Farewell for the death by. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha.